my shorts. I miss the cue. I miss the cue. Uh, a bit rusty. I'm a bit rusty. We've been at, we've been gone for five weeks. I don't know if I remember what, what, how to do this. Let's see. We'll struggle. Yeah, we, we we're gonna struggle, but uh, it's it's like um, I don't know. What I was gonna say I was gonna make up some analogy about getting back on a bike, but you remember? Yeah, you always remember how to get on a bike. Uh, anyway. Hello, everybody! G'day! Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee. And I'm not. He's not. He is... Old Mate Rick is back with us. Whoops, wrong one. <laughs> Applause, that's what we want, not laughter. Welcome back! Oh, G'day! Old Mate Rick, uh, this is his first show back since... Uh, you, you skipped Mid-de- you, Mid-December? There's Mid-December. a couple I missed at you the end You skipped a couple at the, at, at the end. But we are, of course, back for 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Oh, my Lord. We are into February now. Almost feels a bit late to be wishing people Happy New Year. I know. How? What's that? What's the cutoff point where you stop wishing people a Happy New Year? Probably February. Oh, I reckon end of January, yeah. End of January. Well, so we're we in, make it by a couple of days. We're into February. Well, actually, right now, as we record this, it's a, it's a Friday afternoon. It's the 29th of Jan, but this will be going out on February 1st. Oh. But if the patrons are listening to it, Happy Two New days Year early. to patrons only. only. No one else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'll be getting it, what, bang on, last day. Yep. Last day of January. Happy New Year, patrons. To everyone else. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> anyway, as always, uh, you can join me on the podcast every single Monday. It goes out on all podcasting platforms, including a- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. Uh, which we've sorted all that out now, finally. We're into season two. And we've got all the podcasting platforms sorted out, which is beautiful. Uh, the visual element goes out on YouTube uh, at the same time as it goes out on the podcasting platforms. But if you're a patron supporter, you guys, you get it two days early on the Saturday. So if you'd like to get your early access to the patron, you can go and support me for as little as a dollar a month. Cheap's good. No looking. <laughs> the old jokes are back. It's a new year, but the old jokes <laughs> oh, are man. still Oh, man. What do you expect? Here. Oh, man. Um, old jokes. Yeah, if you, you can support me for a dollar a month, uh, as little as a dollar a month, um, and there's no lock-in contracts or anything like that. It's a great system. Mm, great system. I've locked out, because you know, um, there was that point where people were doing the, uh, what was it called, patron, um, uh, I forgot what it's oh, called. Um, um, oh, no. They sign up to your patron, and then they cancel it. They get all the perks, and then they cancel before they've had to pay. Um, patron... Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. I've gone blocked. But anyway, there's a lot of people doing that, and I had to put implement this thing. The music stopped. I had to implement this thing where um, you have to pay up front now. Anyway, I've gone on like a cha- tangent. This is a four-minute intro already, and I'm not even finished the intro. You can find you can find me on YouTube at David Lee Down Under, over on Twitter, Instagram. Links in the description of every single podcast. Click through. You're straight there. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. No one does. No one uses that email. I think I've had one email on there. The best place people always just get get me on Twitter and Instagram and all that. But you've got so many avenues you can reach in 
and just and message in and say hi. Just say g'day, and we'll read your messages out on here. Uh, if you are leaving a, a, if you are listening on podcast platforms, you can leave a review and a rating. It does help. Please do that if you can. Um, we have had quite a few flooding over the holidays, which is um, fantastic. Um, so we did take a bit of a break. I took a break over for a month between well, the last show was just before Christmas until now February. So I took I I, I did say on the last show I was taking two weeks off. Um, I got lazy. And I did. I was enjoying my time off. Month. I was enjoying my time off just far too much. I needed the break, though. I needed the break, and I'm feeling refreshed. I'm excited. We're back, and it, it, we've kind of been thinking, like we thought, you know what? Mid Jan, we'll get back into it. And then it got to like two weeks ago. I was like, we're gonna record it this week, and I thought, no. I always thought it was gonna be the end of January, yeah. early I, Feb anyway. I think I did anyway. But I was thinking, you know, we're gonna get into podcast this week, and then I just thought, no, I can't be bothered. And then last week, I was like, yeah, we're gonna do it. And I, no, I can't nah. do stuff. And then we were gonna. Record this one earlier this week when we we were yeah the nah, stuff it well because I've had this <laughs> I've had this all set up since Monday well I had the desk and stuff because I did another I did another podcast um, I was over with Tessa at Mama's Geeky on YouTube I had a great great lot of us uh, um, content creators YouTubers were, were on there talking Wonder Vision theories and stuff it was great fun so I set up everything to do that and we were like yeah we're going to record the podcast on Tuesday and get the table out of the cinema room and I was like oh, I can't be bothered doing it today. Then Wednesday came, like, he was going to do it today. And then something happened, like some trailer came. I had to do that right on the last dragon trailer breakdown. And then I thought, you know, that took me all day. And then we thought, do it Thursday. Got to Thursday. Like, Got to Thursday. He couldn't be bothered. No, yeah. nice nana nap in the afternoon. Yeah. Good. So, but we're here. We're not, none of this makes any difference to those listening out there. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, because just, you're getting on you, the same day. Just you speaking shit again. Just me speaking crap. And look, six minutes in, I'm rambling. Um, but we have had uh, lots of new uh, followers on the podcast and on the YouTube, um, kind of on the back of the um, Mr. Sunday Movies episode because that was the last show we had. I had, I had. He was good, wasn't he? He was fantastic. Yeah, he was really good. So great. I was here watching, but yeah, just didn't take part, that's all. Yeah, we only had two, two microphones. <laughs> well, I was not, not so much that. I mean, no. No, I was, to... I was just playing with the camera and making sure that was focusing and doing yeah. all sort of shit, but he was great. He was really good. Amazing, Good yeah. fellow, really good fellow. Yeah. He's very, very good. He's, he's fantastic. It was great. He came into the studio, was doing the show in here with the studio, if you watched it and whatever else. And wonderful, wonderful guy. And he is a patron supporter and he's a, he listens to every episode and all that, apparently. His knowledge of the podcast was, uh, was, was fantastic. Yeah. So he definitely does listen. And if you listen, if you are listening out there, hello. Thank you for joining me. And uh, yeah, but a lot of people did jump on from the back of that. I got a lot of comments like, oh, I listened to the you know the podcast with James and uh, I thought it was really great. So, they, so I've jumped on now. I'll be listening. So hello to everyone, all the new people out there who jump. And literally, like a lot of people have yeah, jumped yeah, on. Yeah. Like I've I've been able to see the stats and like how many people have signed up, which is awesome. So hello, welcome. Hopefully, you can keep you, we can keep you engaged. Hopefully, <laughs> well, I've been trying to keep them. I did the last four episodes were like um, be, I won't call them best of, but like highlight shows of the first season which I thought was probably a good idea to do because I kind of had this existential debate where I was like, oh, well, I've just had James on. There's a lot, of, a lot of people have just come in off the back of that and that's the last episode of the season. Yeah. So they got, they'll, you know, they'll subscribe and then I'm silent. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to just try and pad out some content. And January and, is a good time to take off too because, well, exactly you know. Right. Yeah, because people, people aren't listening. People aren't listening. People aren't watching. Pay is down and money's, everything. Money's right. Here. My money's like sixty-five percent down on YouTube at the moment. It's nuts. Probably more than that, even. 
Now, I looked this morning, 65, but we'll see what happens at the end of the month. It will probably be down to at least, I reckon, this will go down another five. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, I did, the, I did like those highlight shows because I thought, you know, that's going to give these people, like all these new uh, listener subscribers out there, something to tie them over and make it look like I'm, I've not just gone silent, like radio silence for a month. Mm. Um, but I, had, I did get a, a few comments from people who were like, I've gone back to episode one, I'm listening right through. Oh, that's good. And, like, the four- or five-week break has given them a chance to catch up, which is awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's so, good. Um, yeah, thank you so much. If you've been listening and you're new and everything, and the week before James, you had a couple of couple of yes, I had um, well. Austin Burke and oh, three, and um, and Three uh, C Films was on as well. Chris Parker from Three C Films, yeah. they were great. I got a lot of sub um, listeners and stuff out of that one as yeah. well. So it's they been, seem like a really nice young young blokes as they well. They are fantastic. Yeah. I love them. They are what these people are some of my favourites in the movie space um, on YouTube at the moment. Content creators, and I'm going to get a lot more of my favourites on this year as well. Which yep. I'm very excited for. Um, and Less of me and more of them. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But you'll be here. Listen, you'll be here. You know, but but the, the idea behind the show, you know, from the beginning was we'd get like a rotating yeah, exactly roster right. of people on. But the whole COVID thing kind of just put a like stop to that sort of. Oh, yeah, that, that was, yeah. Um, but we're doing well in Melbourne we're now. We're doing Woo-hoo! good, yes. We are doing well, in fact, good. in Australia, we're doing really well. We are doing good. very well in Australia, which right is fantastic. Yeah. Um, we kind of Apart like, from political fighting between the states. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's always going to happen. That's a lot of bullshit. That's always going to happen. Uh, not a lot has changed um, uh, since we recorded the last show. I was actually going to say that the top of this show that this is, um, well, this is season two, episode one. But it's our 17th episode, mm. which is crazy. Technically, 18 episodes yeah, yeah, if we the, include the pilot. The pilot. Um, and then if you want to incorporate like the four highlight shows, we're on like episode 22. So it gets a little bit more confusing each and every week. Yeah, uh, but yeah, not yeah. much. Not much has changed. <laughs> it's episode seventeen. Episode seventeen, and not much has changed since episode seventeen. Um, like, like you said, we've, we're doing well here in Melbourne. We're we've slowly been getting back to normal after this COVID yeah. thing. We majority of people are back at work. And yeah, schools, all schools have gone back, yeah. and shopping centres are open. Yeah, well, yeah, they've been up for a while. Yeah. Um, so, and you really don't have to wear masks anymore apart no. from supermarkets and shopping yeah. centres. I, I was in the post office the other day wearing my mask. I saw some guy come in, stand next to me without a mask. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, oh, this guy's guy come in without a mask, you know, being a jerk, whatever. And the, 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 the lady behind the counter must have seen me looking at the guy because she turned to me and she said, oh, you know, you don't have to wear a mask in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what? She's like, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to wear a mask. I was like, I said, what do you mean? She goes, that's only big shops. It's like if you're in a shopping centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so your shopping centre or like a supermarket, you've got to wear a mask. Yeah. But like in a small store, you don't have to wear a mask. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's fine. Well, I've noticed a lot of the takeaway, a lot of the takeaway places aren't wearing them now. Yeah, like McDonald's the, uh, and places yeah, like yeah, that yeah. are, but the smaller, like, you know, noodle places mm. and stuff like that, some of those aren't wearing yeah. masks or anything anymore. You, and, um, you know, walk the streets without yeah. masks on, which is nice. When yeah, we go for, yeah, our, when yeah. we go for a nice uh, walk in 35 degree heat, it's nice uh, to go for a walk without not, a mask. It's nice not to have the mask on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I missed that. I must have missed that memo, which is only big stores. I walked in and I was like, wear my mask. You know, it's probably still a good thing to just take the precautions and stuff, but just like assess the situation. Yeah, exactly really. right. I mean, it depends on how many people are in there yeah. and all those sorts of things, whether I'll put one on yeah. or not. Um, but of course, you know, as you said, shopping centres and mm. supermarkets and uh, Bunnings, which is a, a, yeah. a big chain hardware of hardware store. stores here in Australia. Um You've got to wear them at places like that, yeah. uh, like the big, the big retailers. You've mm. still got to wear them. Um, and in fact, in fact, um, uh, went out went out shopping the other day with uh, with your mother. 
and we bought to buy a new uh, buy a new um, sofa. Yeah, I should say actually for the new listeners because everyone always asks, old mate Rick is my father. Yeah. I'm the old man. A lot of people that's always why like, I'm Who's old this man? old man. Really? <laughs> Who's this old guy? Yeah, yeah there old you go, man. my father. Anyway, I'm the old man. continue. You went shopping. Um, yeah, so we went. We yep. went. Uh, went and bought a new sofa mm-hmm. um, for front room. The front room, which is what we were sort of redoing as, a, as an office. Yeah. Um, and um, all most of the staff weren't wearing them, and most mm. people in there weren't wearing masks and stuff like that. And that was a that was not a big retailer, yeah. but it's it's a reasonable. You know, it's a chain store, but. Yeah. So, you know, didn't feel too bad about not wearing one, which yeah. is nice. Well, what is it? I think yeah, as of yesterday, three weeks, we haven't had a case in the community. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had a run of what? Was it, eight, oh, about it was like 80, 80 days? days about 80 yeah. days straight. Yeah. Or 80 something days straight with no community transfer. Yeah. And then some fucking flaw. <laughs> yeah. Come from, <laughs> from New South. From New South Wales. Because <laughs> they had a little, they had a minor outbreak up there. Up and in some, Sydney. Yeah. Some moron from up in. I think they were they Victorian and went up to yeah, they I think were, they were Victorian think, yeah. and went up to New South Wales and then, and then brought back it back. Um, and and that was that there was a bit of a fear that that was yeah. going to be a bit of a breakout, but the the um, the government jumped on that straight away really and quickly. squashed it yeah. real quick. Yeah. Um, and we've had it. We've 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 got a few active cases still. I think or no? I don't. I'm not I don't sure. Do. I don't think so. But we, we have do. had a few. But they've all been in the well because hotel. We're, we're, because we've got the Tennessee, the Australian mm. Open. So. Yeah. Um, a lot of the ones that are coming in are either the sorry the cases we're getting at the moment are either returned Australian travellers or yeah. they're um, they're on the tennis circuit mm. and they're all been they're all been quarantined yeah. fourteen day quarantine and sometimes a little bit longer. Mm. Um, in fact, there was that uh, there was that one female tennis oh, player no. who came so out and she silly. was she was. Bag and yeah. the, you know, really having to go at the mm. government in Australia about yeah. about the quarantine and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Three days later, she she tested positive, yeah. and then she had to backtrack and apologise, yeah. and you know, say that oh, it was a really good idea this quarantine. Yeah. And I haven't heard anything from any of those tennis players since because they all came out and they were there was heaps of them just taking to social media. It's like we're in prison, and one of them is going, oh, "I've never had to do my own hair in my life, and now oh, I have that to was, do that, my own hair." That my was own that hair. was um, uh, Tomic, no, Bernard right. Tomic's yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, Lord. What a moron. Yeah, oh it's just cra- just crazy. Just And they were all kind of coming out and then like, oh, why we, wanna, we have to go out and practice and stuff, which is, you know, you understand why they want to get out and practice, but then they're going, you know, it's like we're in prison, all this stuff, and then like two days later this one like, this one lady tests positive and they all just yeah. kind of just shut up. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and, and that's, right, and okay, that's why, why. exactly why they were quarantined. Yeah. So since so since that minor little outbreak mm. we had, there's, what did you say, it was three 30, weeks? I think three weeks, yeah. But yeah, about, about three yeah. weeks of of no community transfer, yeah. which is good, which good is again, good. which is great. So let's hope we keep yeah, going down the we path. Keep there. Hopefully, we keep there. Of course, it's uh, still going rampant other places around the world, and we do feel a lot of sympathy for you guys no, out well, there who are stuck in places like the US or yeah. the UK. Well, UK. I just, mean, where where your girlfriend is? Yeah. Um, of course, she can't get back into mm. Australia because yeah, she's not Australian yeah. citizen. Um, and but you can go there because you're dual yeah. citizen. But yeah, it's a disaster zone. Well, so what are they? What are they? What are they up to now? Because it was eighteen hundred deaths a day yeah, last week, wasn't like it? That. Didn't they just cross over? I can't remember. I think they just like crossed over a hundred thousand, didn't deaths, they? Yeah, that is just Crazy. tragic. Absolutely tragic. Yeah. But you know, the uh, vaccines rolling out though, which is good. So hopefully that's, that's going to squash it yeah. and at least slow down the spread. 
Uh, did you see uh, the legend himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, went and got a... vaccine. We got a little clip here that we can that play. That was hilarious. Put that needle down. All done. Thank you. You're welcome. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I just got my vaccine. And I will recommend it to anyone and everyone. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> <laughs> Good, on brilliant. Good, Good on you. Good on you, Swartzy. Good on him. That's Fantastic. great. Fantastic. I was actually really surprised by the Jingle All The Way reference. I didn't think that would be like... What, uh, was, the, what was that one? I didn't get that one. Put that needle, needle down. Oh, put that cookie yeah, down. Yeah, 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 Jingle yeah, All The Way. Yeah, yeah, put that yeah, cookie yeah. down. Now. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised he did a Jingle All The Way reference. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's like a cult classic now. It's one of my favourites. Watch it every Christmas, Oh, yeah, yeah, every every year we watch that one. Yeah. But, uh, Enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, so that was quite funny. But, yeah, so that's, that's going around, L- luckily... The vaccine's out there. We're getting the vaccine here in Australia. They're going to start rolling it out. They reckon they'll mid mid next month, mid, next mid, month. mid to late next yeah, month. Feb- starts. Well, this month for those listening out there, February. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So mid Feb, and I think they said they're going to have the whole population, or those who want it, by like October. October. Crazy. Um, so it's going to be that's that's all good. So hopefully, you know, we'll see this thing kind of get squashed. America has a new president since we um, oh, since we uh, left. There's a whole lot of just stuff that happened over in America. I'm done with man. Just like we're not going to get polit- we don't get political on the show really, but just the the stuff that went on over in America in this in this brief space that we took of a break. You know the insurgency at the Capitol, and then oh. just every the ramifications from that just crazy stuff, and then. Of course, um, Biden's in now as the president, so America's got a new president. And the first day in, he's he's uh, putting in his COVID plan and all that stuff, which is he got in office and apparently yep. there was no plan left by Trump. Oh, really? <laughs> apparently there was nothing. Oh, so shit. they've had to So luckily that's all going. <laughs> Again, we're not going to get too political here. But, um, but yeah, hopefully things are going to start getting a bit better around the world um, starting now, which is... Well, uh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. As I said, we we start our vaccination vaccinations here in mid mid to late Feb, yeah. Feb, and that's all the healthcare workers. I think first, yeah, thing, and then the elderly, first, first line, and, and then you after the elderly, so the fifty like over Ooh, fifty you don't class is elderly. <laughs> no, you're lucky. You're just that next tier down, middle young yeah. young yeah. elderly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like myself, and then whatever else under that. So yeah, so it should be good. Um, this, the time off, of course, hasn't been without its own disaster stories on our end. Um, there's, always, there's always disasters going on with, like, couriers and stuff like that here. People love to hear about these stories. Basically me just having a moan about trivial things. Um, um, we had a, um, a JB Hi-Fi Boxing Day disaster, I'm going to call oh. it. Um, I went into they had a deal on, which was, like, buy two, get one free on, like, family titles. I think that was the deal. Um, which essentially came to was like came to like seven bucks a title or something like that. I can't remember. I got a bunch of stuff. I went through, and the girl behind the counter was having like trouble, like ringing it through. And then yeah, I was thinking, right. oh, what's going? What's happening here? And she sorted it out and put it all through and rang it through. And then and when I left, I kind of thought, I think I paid too much. So I've looked back over the thing, and it was like eight dollars more I'd paid than I should have. And I thought I would go back and try and sort it out. I went back in. And they took ages, like 10, 15 minutes, trying to sort out what had gone wrong. Um, and 
they eventually got it sorted and they got like my money back. As nice as the staff are at, are at this particular yeah. JB, they don't think it was a brain surgeon. Yeah, them. I know. They were just kind of trying to figure out what's going it wasn't on. Hard what's to going work on. Out. Um, so, anyway, I got my money back and then I got home and I realized one of the discs that I bought, I already had. That's right. Now, usually I'll check the app on the phone to see if I've got something. I didn't on this because I was sure I didn't have it. Because we've got, we got, we got an app. Yeah. We've got an app that we catalog all, all of our stuff on. Yeah. So that we know, because we have so many of them, we just yeah. need to keep track of what we, mm-hmm. and it's good for, good for people like me. Yeah. <laughs> can always remember forget. what the hell mm. we've got and what we don't have. Yeah. Um, so I can sort of just check when I'm going through and I try not to go through without you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got well, of, I'm usually sw- I usually know what we have and what we don't, but it, maybe it's a sign of getting old, though. Well, maybe I know there's a lot of things going on. I'm getting, I'm pushing thirty this year. No, you're not pushing thirty. <sighs> I am thirty this year. I'm pushing thirty <laughs> right now until my birthday mid year. Um, but yeah, so I I kind of usually I'm usually I'm switched on. I know what's going on, and I would and I will check the app if I'm uncertain about something. But this title, I was certain I didn't have it, so I grabbed it. I got home. I was like. So we went back to a different store the next day because we needed to go to the to the other shopping centre for some reason. So I thought, I'll just take this back to the other to this store. I took it up to the counter. I was like, all I want to do is I want to swap this disc over for this disc and because this one I wanted to swap it over for was a little bit more expensive. I just want to swap these two over and pay the extra, like, dollar something that it was. And it just said, just, just I want to send this back. And I'll pay the extra for you to swap this over. The guy was like, "I don't understand what, you, what you're asking." I said, "Okay, I want to. I want returning this, and I want to get this one, but because this one's more expensive, I will pay the extra to swap it over." I'll have to get the manager. The manager comes over. The manager doesn't know what the hell I'm going on about, and he's like, "Oh, I see you've already had a refund on this order." I said yes because they stuffed up at the till at the other store, and he says, "Oh yeah, well, I think you, I think you've already won out of this transaction. I think you're, you've come out, you know, eight dollars more than you should have. It looks like you." I'm like, "No," I was like, "No, they stuffed up at the other end, and all I want to do now is swap this disc for this one and pay like a, the extra dollar something." And they didn't understand it, no. and it went on for Not ages and ages. The the manager pulled us to the side. I'm not one to want to like cause a scene or anything in a store. Um, and we just kind of went to and the it was only It was only like seven bucks or something, wasn't it? It was so like so just gonna so break small. The bank exactly anything, right. But, but it, for me. But it got to a point like, yeah, fuck this, we've got to fix well, this. Well, yeah, exactly. We've got to sort this well, out. He, we kind of went around in circles and he's trying to explain the system to me, how it works. I'm like, I understand the system. I understand how this works. Buy two, get one free, whatever. I said, well, all I want to do is swap this for this one and pay you the extra money. I will give you the extra money to just swap it over. And he's like, "Oh, I don't understand what you're trying to say. You've already got this. Dis- you've already got the, you know, the uh, the refund." And I was like, "I just said, you know what? I, I can't be bothered with this. I'm going." I was like, "Just, I'll, I'll take this. I'll sort it out." And we kind of we're about to leave, and I thought, you know what? Stuff it. Yeah. As you said, it got to a point where I was like, "I've been here long enough. It's probably taken twenty, thirty minutes by this point." Yeah, I'm exactly like, right. on principle. I want to just Cause, cause get it was this almost, sorted. He was almost accusing us of trying to rip them off. Oh well, yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what he's and doing. And then it was getting really and I thought, enough. I was start, I don't get annoyed. Well, I get annoyed a lot, but I don't get like fired up that often. But I was starting to just get a little agitated, and I didn't want to like I don't want to be rude or, or you know mean or anything to a store store assistant. I've worked in retail. I know what it's like, but to know that I was 
all I wanted to do was swap this over and just give you a couple of extra bucks, but then getting almost like accused of, oh, you know, oh, it's just sort of, you've already won out of this transaction, we've given you money. I was like, that's not the point. Anyway, so I was like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to figure it out on the website um, what the cost of the thing should have been so I can show him what I'm talking about. So I did that, took like 10, 15 minutes, and then I showed the guy and he's like, oh, I think he finally understood what I was trying to say. And then went over to the computer. He's like, "Let's just ring this in." He's like, "Let's just do a, a mock trans, a, a mock, a, you know, kind of thing in the system to see what it all comes up with." And he put it all in. And he's like, "Oh no, you were charged the correct amount." It's like, "But I wasn't. I wasn't charged the correct amount." And he's looking through it. He's like, "Oh, I see what's happened." He said, "One of the items you have bought wasn't part of the buy two get one free. The yeah, that's the right. movie was." But this specific edition of it wasn't. The only difference in this edition was it had a different cover. Yeah, that was a, that was a JB different, exclusive. JB exclusive, but, but they had, had that marked as part they of. They at the other store they had the sticker on it, so I didn't know. I just picked up the one that had the sticker. Yeah. So that's what initially caused the stuff up at the till where something didn't go through, and then, you know, whatever. I went back. I got the refund, and then I went to this second store, and that's why they got confused. Was like, no, you have paid the right amount because you've got this title anyway. It got to a point where the guy's saying, oh, well, you've actually, you know, you've actually won out of this transaction because you got the more expensive title for the price of the other title. I'm thinking, but it's exactly the same bloody thing with a different cover. He's like, oh, no, there's different special features on there, so you've got more content for the lesser. I was like, no, it's just a different cover. Yeah, it's anyway, always. in the end, he was like, oh, well, you know what you can do. I, I said, oh, well, what, what can I do? I said, all I want to do is return this and pay extra for this. Oh, because initially they had tried to charge me like an extra $20 for the disc. I was like, no, there shouldn't be that much. It should only be like a couple of dollars. So he was like, well, at the end, he's kind of like, well, what you can do is you can swap that in and pay the extra or you can just return that item and I'll refund you for what you have paid for that item. I said, done, do that. Yeah, I don't even care about this other time. So in the end, he really softened and realised, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. So it's been a bit of a a cock-up. Yeah. like He realised it was their, their stuff up. Yeah. And we were right. Had I not picked up, Thank had I not picked up something that, um, had I not bought something that I'd already bought, I could that, have avoided it all. And that that one that <clears> one that you took back, that was one they put through as a, as the yeah they put as that through as the freebie. As well. Oh geez, I'm so that story didn't, all over. That didn't help yeah that didn't either. help it. Yeah, because when I yeah when I went back, that was the one they had refunded. Yeah, that's right. On when yeah. that wasn't the the disc that was the issue to begin with, but no. they because they couldn't figure out how to do it, they just yeah, refunded yeah. on that one. So it was just bad luck. It was just such bad luck that this one title I wanted to return, they'd refunded and they couldn't. Anyway, I just sent that one back. I was like, you know what, take this one back. They gave me like whatever else refund back. And I essentially got like two, two for th- uh, two th- or three for two. What's that, the deal? Buy two, get one free. Yeah. I got two for the buy two, get one free price, price yeah. without having to pay extra for the third yeah, one. Anyway. That's right. So anyway. <clears throat> It's just one of those things that was just around and around in circles. Uh, it took about an hour in the end. Kicker of it all was that because we were there so long, we had to pay for parking. <laughs> yeah, well that, and that pissed me off too because yeah, yeah, yeah. that particular shopping centre, yeah. they used to, it used to be free parking mm-hmm. and then they did an upgrade and they put paid yeah. parking in. Yeah. Um, and years ago. Yeah, years ago. And then during COVID, mm. we were all locked down and everything else. They had it was three hours. The first three hours was free, mm. and then you paid after that. Get go back to shopping center, and now it's two hours. Well, free. over COVID, remember over COVID, just before like when they first started opening, it was free parking. It was free completely parking. free, yeah, exactly right. So they softened the blow off a little yeah. bit, 
And then, like a couple of weeks it was free after, free parking because you couldn't fucking yeah, go to the shopping yeah, centre. Exactly right. But then a couple of weeks after, once everything opened up properly, they jacked the prices up. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of places have been doing this after yeah. COVID. They've been jacking the prices up, and you're hoping you don't realise. Well, there was one. There was one. Uh, there was one local uh, <clears throat> grocer. Grocer. Yeah, yeah. Who, oh, that's right, yeah. who was just absolutely ripping people off. Mm. And a friend of mine um, um, had gone had gone to this. Well, he 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 used this this grocer all the time, and knew what it sort of cost him. And he mm. came out paying almost double. Ugh, worst. Yeah. Well, mum went. Just mum went and got her hair done and got done oh. with the COVID tax. Yeah. And they specifically said, and "Oh, yeah, it's a COVID tax." Yeah. 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 She got charged four hundred dollars to oh. get her hair done when she would. Christ. She normally paid, I think. Two hundred and ten or two hundred and fifteen yeah, or something, it's almost double, and it's gone well. gone back in the charge of four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And she said, "So what's this? It's COVID tax? Oh yeah, basically, and we've got to make up. We've got to make up for for the time we were closed." Yeah. So she's just gone off tap and had yeah. a go at them. <laughs> Finished up, she, she she said, "Well, I won't be back." And she hasn't been back. She's had two haircuts since. Yeah. Gone to a different hairdresser. The haircuts no different, no mm. better, no worse. Yeah. Um. In fact, it's probably better. And she's paying about. Was she paying 120 bucks last week? Mm. Last last week, nuts. So just yeah, you know, and that's just a couple of incidents. And that's happening everywhere. Everywhere, hearing from a lot of people is that all these places just putting their prices up. Although, although I went and got I went and got a haircut because I had mm. all that yeah six months of growth I had to get rid of, mm. and uh, I paid 25 bucks, and I thought, yeah. oh, I think that's cheap. Yeah, that was really yeah. cheap. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. We understand, like, small businesses and stuff have had a real hard time over COVID and all that and, you know, trying to recoup costs and stuff. But it's when, like, the bigger, like, the bigger chains and stuff but even, start. But even, the, but even the small stores, what they've got to be careful of is not, okay, you understand You understand. it's been really tough on yeah. them. And, and, I, and I've got a small business as well and, yeah. it's, and I had no work the whole yeah. time uh, for basically eight or nine months. Yeah. Um, I lost revenue. Well, exactly, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. So we've all we've all been hit financially. Mm. Um, uh, but what they've got to be careful of is if they're starting to jack prices, up, people are going to say, "Well, fuck you, I'll go yeah. somewhere else," yeah. and they'll lose business. They'll, they'll lose mm. their business completely. Yeah, you know they've got to they've got to realise that. Mm. And I reckon most do, but there's just a few that yeah. have taken advantage yeah, and thought, "Oh, it's a good crazy. good chance to sort of jack up a price." It's like yeah. it's like it's like you know the. You know, going and buying a bag of potato chips, and yeah. they've changed they've changed the picture on the front of the bag. Yeah. And then you look and you think, oh, I'm paying the same price, but I've got you know twenty grams less. Yeah, they change the picture so that it distracts you from the fact that you've got less yeah, item or for the like same amount. Or, or like chocolate companies will do it where they change oh, the, yeah. they change change the packaging and they'll either change the size of it or they they'll change the recipe of of it yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. And you don't. It's like a way. It's like a psychological thing where yeah. it throws you off. Because yeah, I don't know. Well, Cadbury did that one. That's one right, point they did, yeah, yeah. Where they changed the recipe, and it was yeah. like, hang on a minute. Yeah, and they finished up going back to the original recipe. Right, yeah. Um, VB were the same beer, the yeah. beer, beer company. They changed yeah. their recipe. Gosh. And uh, they they crashed. They dived, mm. and they thought, oh, we'll go back to the original recipe. So they did. Yeah. And I don't know if they've ever recovered, but um, oh. I don't drink that shit anyway. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. We just had. Oh, this is this is going to be a test because it's been torrential rain all morning. Everything, Everything seems to be going all right. Here. We just had like a massive flicker here. Oh, there we go again in the studio. I'm a bit worried about this because we've had torrential rain and really bad weather all morning. Seems to have stopped out there. It's not raining now. No wind, no nothing. But so. we're getting like flickering and stuff. So hopefully 
Hopefully everything's okay. Hopefully we don't have like a power blackout in the middle of the podcast. Well, it's still recording. It's still, yeah, recording. still recording. That's still yeah. going. We're all right for now. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's get on with it. Um, over the break, <laughs> we've continued to watch movies, of course. Let's get to talk about movies. We've been well, talking that's about what it's all about. Half an hour of uh, catching Just up. Shit. It's fine. Yeah, shit. It's good. Yeah, a couple of guys talking shit, which is what it's all about, as well as the movies. Um, so we've watched a lot of movies. I have watched, like... I didn't write it down, but let me get on my letterboxed here. If you if you are a letterboxed user, I'm on Letterboxd. You can go and find me over there. I put like a little review and a rating of every movie that I watch. As of today, I've watched 54 films this year already. Jesus. <laughs> uh, for the new viewers out there, for the new listeners, what I what I do is I get up quite early every morning, and before I get into work, I will watch. Not uh, so much the last few weeks. Well, not so much the last few weeks. I've been on break. I've just been taking it easy. I've been a lazy boy. Um, so what I'll do is I'll try and get up early or as early as I can and watch a movie before I get into work. And it's kind of a way to open my mind creatively before I get into doing some work. Uh, I feel it does free me a little bit. It makes me want to do stuff. Um, but also I've got a stack of just hundreds of movies I haven't watched that I'm just trying to power through. I got through how many movies? Oh my Lord. I can't even remember. I'm on my letterbox right now. I'm going to have a look. Um, stats. I can tell you how many movies I watched in 2020. This will be interesting, actually. Um, the internet's going a little bit slow. Maybe the internet's... No, here we go. I watched... Um, far, no, that's not correct. That cannot be correct. It was something like... It's not telling me now. Films watched. Is that correct? It must be correct. 565 films last year I watched, which is a crazy number. That's like 1,000 hours of films I watched last year. Um, so so there we go. So that was my watching last year. We'll see if we can beat it this year. I doubt it. Um, but anyway, I've, I've been back into it. I get up, I watch my movies in the morning, and then like in an evening we'll sometimes watch a movie. Something's probably a bit yep. newer. Stuff I watch in the morning is usually older stuff, catalog. like catalog titles that I'm just trying to get through. In the evening it's usually something newer, something that's either like brand new or something that's maybe just a few years old maybe. In the last five, five, ten years. Five, ten years or so. Um, As far as me watching catalogue titles, I've been really getting to the Jean-Claude Van Damme films. Mm, Oh, man, they are so bad. I've watched Hard Target, Nowhere to Run, Kickboxer and Universal Soldier so far. You know, you're going to get slammed for that. We get slammed for that, saying they were awful. Because there's people out there that love them. But I love them. They are so shit, but I love them. <laughs> like Hard Target. This is the I very, can't do them. This is the first JCVD film I'd ever watched. I bought it because it was cheap. That's one we haven't watched, JC, JCVD. JCVD, yeah, I was thinking about that. that, yeah. That's the newer one, yeah. Uh, yeah but well, apparently it's, it's really good, though. Years old, probably. Oh, yeah, probably. But apparently that's really good. But Hard Target, I picked it up, JB. It was like six or seven bucks or something. I thought, you know, I'm going to get it. Um, I'm just going to try out a JCVD film, see how it goes. And it was so bad. It's awful. I'm sitting there thinking this is one of the worst things I've ever seen, but I'm pissing myself laughing the whole time. The action is so bad. The one-liners are dreadful, and it's just the whole thing is just really bad. I'm thinking I'm fucking loving this. It's so good. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, I have to go back and get more. I went and ended up buying like three or four other JCVD films. I'm powering through them at the moment. Nowhere to Run was the next one I watched. I think she thought it was actually quite good. Like the story in that was really good, but still it's just silly action and stuff. Kickboxer, so stupid. Universal Soldier, more of a traditional kind of action thing, um, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed uh, kind of all of them. They're terrible, but I love them. Um, I kind of went through a period 
Last year, where I was trying to smash through like all the Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, uh, Sly Stallone films that I had in my collection that I hadn't yet watched, stuff like Cobra and Eraser and all those kind of movies, and I just I'm loving them. I was loving them, so I was like, you know, it's time to get into some JCVD. So anyway, I got into some JCVD, and it's great. I'm trying to get my hands on. Um, what's Sorry the, about that. I just had to get up and. Turn the air conditioner back on because it's uh, it's that, a bit that stuffy. Flick, yeah, that flicker. I tried. I tried to cover turn, it up by not it mentioning it because the the listeners wouldn't listeners even don't know. know. But but there's guys out there listening anyway. So yeah. just going to just had to get so up. So hot in here. Yeah, so it's getting really, really hot, and I'm thinking, oh, it feels like the air conditioner went off, and when we had the the flicker of the power yeah. before, it's turned it off. Oh, really? Well, so there you go. Had to go and reset it. That's well, there you go. Might oh. have been like a minor power. That is nice. That is much nicer. Yeah. Because it's just really humid with this weather. Sorry about that. So anyway, that's the JCVD stuff. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get my hands on another one. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it is available. I think it might be out of print. I'm trying to get my hands on it. Um, I can't remember what it's called. But there's uh, there's a ton of JCVD movies I need to get my hands on and watch. Um, Bloodsport is another one, but it's not available here. I have to import that one. Um, I watched a couple of. I, I would, if you've been watching my videos, I went on like this. I was just trying to buy a bunch of back catalogue stuff recently that is like slowly going out of print. A lot of these old titles are going out of print now. Um, a lot of it, particularly stuff that's Fox, old so, Fox sorry, movies. Just before you get off Jean Claude, yeah. Did you, did, what was that? What was that really bad one? We had, we had trouble oh, finding. Street, uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Have you watched that yet? Not yet. That's tomorrow. Oh, is it? Okay. I've been told not to watch it. Because it's so bad. By a guy I know, also named Dave, a friend of mine from years back. Um, he's a big JCVD fan, and I was telling him, oh, I've just watched like Hard Target. First watch Hard Target. He's like, oh, so good. And I was like, oh, yes, great. And he's like, whatever you do, don't watch Street Fighter. And from someone who is a Jean-Claude fan, Jean-Claude fan dam, Jean-Claude van fan, right, and he says, don't watch Street Fighter. It's awful. So I went and bought it. Yeah, well, you had to. It was hard to get. It was hard to get that, and Universal Soldier. Universal I had trouble Sol- getting. That's right. Universal I think Soldier Universal Soldier, Soldier might be out of print. It hasn't been out for that long, but I have, I couldn't find it anywhere. But you did find it at a I f- store. I f- well, when I went over to the the yeah the over in Nana Wadding, the furniture yeah. place, I found it JB yeah. there. Gosh, there you go. So yeah, Good so enough. I have got Street Fighter, and that's apparently like dreadful. So I'm so excited to watch that. Like the more I read about it, the more I was like, I have to watch this. Yeah. Dreadful Rotten Tomato scores, awful letterbox score. Everyone like half a star. This is so bad. Even for a JCVD filmer, I watched some clips online. Um, it's been called like one of the worst movies ever made. I, was like, I have to see this movie. I'm buying it for seven bucks. So I bought it. Um, so yeah, anyway, some other stuff I've been watching, like as I said, I've been trying to get my hands on some stuff that is like going out of print. A lot of it's like twenty old 20th century Fox titles. What Disney has done now because Disney owns the Fox catalogue, they're putting a lot of it out of print. Or essentially what's probably happened is they're getting to the end of their print run and they're yeah. just not doing any more. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff is dropping off. I'm just trying to get as Could many of these. Disney Plus probably. Well, the, well, we'll talk about that very soon. There's going to be a, a, um, a, a supplement to Disney Plus called Star, which has all the old Fox stuff, and that's mm. essentially why they're doing this. Um, come back to that. We'll come back to that. But I've trying to been trying to cobble up all these Fox movies that are slowly going out of print. It just happens to be a lot of kind of like rom-com stuff that was um, like early 2000s, like 1990s, early 2000s, stuff that was just not in the collection. I had to import these. Miss Congeniality 1 and 2. Really enjoy the first one. I think I'd seen it a long time ago. Um, 
with my friend Lockie, who loves it. It's like one of his favourite films. That'd be right. Um, yeah, he loves. <laughs> he just loves that kind of you know, trashy, trashy, stuff. trashy movie. Uh, but it's really good. I really enjoyed watching that. Second one was awful. Yeah, I, uh, I like the first one. The second yeah, one is uh, ter- so terrible. Legally Blonde, I watched again. That's yeah. the same deal. Where the first one's actually quite good. I wouldn't say it's as good. I'd say out of those two, Legally Blonde's probably uh, yeah. like bottom rung. It's okay. Reese Witherspoon's fun. Second one was just the worst thing I've ever seen. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Dreadful. These are movies that you love. Charlie's Angels. Oh, my God. I got into them. I had to get them. That's, but that's the one with... Um, um, yeah, the old ones. Yeah. With, um, Cameron Diaz yeah, and Drew right. Barrymore Drew and Barrymore. Lucy Liu. Yeah. That, did you... Was it, was it two, cause was there more than one or was it two. just... There was two. I watched did you watch both, both? Yeah. Full Throttle is the I, second I one. I haven't watched the second one. Right. I think I've watched it, seen a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched it. Uh-huh. Um, and the first one was one of the only films I've turned off halfway through <laughs> ever. It was so, so bad. I thought it was disgraceful. I think it's just that same like it's level just as the awful. It's on that same level as the Jean Claude films, where it's so bad that oh, it's just enjoyable. But no. there's like a great cast. Bill Murray's in there. Sam yeah, Rockwell is in yeah. there. Yeah. Like, I even awesome. Bill Murray, but yeah. I, Bill Murray was terrible in that. Yeah, I thought anyway. Yeah, but these are my favourites. for that, but I don't Probably. Care. They're just... huge cult following films now. Um, no, it's just Cameron like... Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu. So Cameron, Cameron doesn't up. do it for me. Really? I oh, love nah. her. Love her. I love her. I love yeah, her. Some of her stuff, some of her stuff's okay. She has great films. She's sort of in the same. Well, I won't say great films. Same, same category as Tom Cruise for me. Yeah. Where, I don't know, there's just something about them that I just yeah. can't deal with. Yeah. Well, I think maybe because but, but but Tom Cruise, I mean, some of his films are fantastic. Love right, love yeah. love most of his. Well, films. Cameron Diaz was in "There's Something About Mary," which is probably yeah. one of my favorite comedies of all time. And I, I, I love I love that as well over and over and over again. Um, I don't know. I've just got a soft spot for like the Drew Barrymore films and the Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, that stuff. So I enjoyed them. I thought they were fun. I've got the new one as well. I I bought that one. So I'll probably watch that mm. by myself. Probably mind you, I mean the holiday. I love the holiday. The holiday's great. Cool? Yeah. Holiday? She's in the mask. She's heaps of great stuff. That's all I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say heaps, um, but a few yeah. things she's done I've really enjoyed. Yeah, probably um, not because of her. Oh, another one she was in actually. That I don't know if I've written it down here, but I did watch it. And it's another one that you didn't like. Um, oh no, I must have talked about this earlier, which was that um, one with Tom Cruise, Vanilla Sky, oh. which I I loved it. I thought it was so good. What a bag of crap! I thought that it was. was brilliant, brilliant movie. So there you go. She's done some good stuff. Just pretentious nah, filmmaking at its best. That. Good, 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 good. That and that other thing was it Light Tree? Tree of Life? Life? Nah, different level, <laughs> whole different level. Uh, so anyway, a couple of other ones I've watched: Runaway Jury, which is um, uh, my favourite, um, and I forgot his name, John Cusack. Um, oh, you love John. Terrific, Cusack. and you've got um, Gene Hackman in there. And um, mm. Dustin Hoffman's in there, and there's a scene where Gene Hackman, Dustin Hoffman are going at it, just like it's huge argument, amazing. I'm thinking this is this is such a good scene, and there's like actually like a half hour documentary on this on that scene on the on the Blu-ray on the on yep, the set yep. because it's the only time they're ever in like a scene together. It's just incredible, just the mm. acting range on those two guys, terrific. Um, I watched The Rock. Finally, watch The Rock. This is the one with Nick Cage, another yep, one of your yep, favourites. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, God, you watch some shit. <laughs> oh, it's been so fun, though. And Sean Connery and uh, who else The Rock's not that? bad. I don't mind The Rock is fantastic. Again, this is a Disney one. This is one of those old um, Touchstone mm. Pictures films or Hollywood Studios, I think, did that one. 
great. I'd never watched it because it's so long. A lot of these like really old movies I just never got to because I was never in the mood for a long movie. Uh, speaking of long movies, Backdraft. I was I enjoyed that when it came out. Backdraft is brilliant. It's probably dated really. It's badly, so really. yeah, really yeah. badly dated. It's another re- just a bad movie, but it's good. Mm. Kurt, uh, uh, Kurt, Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, I always go to say Kirk Douglas. No, Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell. Russell. Um, and I can't remember who else. Funny thing is, I love cast. Kurt Russell. Films. I love Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he him. does some shit too. He does some absolute shit, yeah. but I love him. Yeah. That's right. He's just charismatic, I think. But yeah. he's actually a good actor, that's the thing. A yeah. lot of these, I think a lot of these ones that do shitty movies like uh, JCVD or Schwartzy or whatever, their acting's maybe a bit questionable. <laughs> <laughs> but, but their movies are fun. But then you've got Kurt Russell, who's like a legitimately really oh, he's terrific a actor. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed that. I watched one called Thief. Have you seen this? This is with James Kahn. Like 1980s, really sort of gritty, maybe even 70s. I don't know when this was made. Um, it's this really gritty sort of almost neo-noir film, like neon-drenched. Uh, it's got this incredible electronic soundtrack. He's like a safe cracker. He's trying to get out of the game, but he gets pulled back in by the mob and the mob wants him to do like one last oh, hit. I think I know the one. And yeah, uh, the, he it. does the job and they rip him off. And uh, I don't want to. I won't say too much more because I'll just. I'll just end up spoiling. But it's a bloody terrific movie. And I'd heard. I'd been. I'd heard over the years. This is such a good film, such a good movie. But I just never got around to it again. Another long one. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was just terrific. Just one of those. Just really sort of. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to say it. But was just, it called Thief? It's not coming up. Is it? Yeah, Thief. Are you spelling it correctly? T H I E F. Yeah. I thought that might have been it. Thief. It's great. It's just such a, just like, what's the word? I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. I don't know. He can't pull it up on IMDb. Oh, it's definitely there. Oh, there Thief. James Carr. Okay, I'll write down the bottom. What's ratings that got? 7-4. Seven, four. Terrific film. So good. Who directed that one again? Uh, Michael, Michael Mann. Mann. Yeah, who did like Heat and all that great stuff. Terrific. Yep. Great movie. Like if you haven't seen Thief, Bloody watch it. And James Kahn in that is so yeah, good. Yeah, I think I have seen that. So good. It's like Sonny Corleone level. Yeah. Oh, oh, so good. I will watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, good film. I will, I will revisit that film. I watched um, one called Year of the Dragon, which is um, uh, Mickey Rourke. Um, it's a movie that kind of tries to be something a bit like Thief, but it kind of falls short a bit. It's a little bit – it's really slow. It's very dated. Like there's a lot of like oh. really – um, controversial stuff. There's a lot of contra- like it was very controversial when it came out. It's about all these killings in Chinatown and that, uh, in like uh, New York or somewhere in, in America. One of the Chinatowns is like all these killings and the way it kind of depicts um, race relations and races and stuff is yeah, it's not good. Like there's some really bad stereotypes and stuff. Mickey Rourke's character is like absolute racist. There's some of the stuff he comes out with is awful. So it's like a, quite a confrontational film. It's just been released actually by Imprint, uh, Biovision's Imprint label here in Australia. They just reissued like a um, special edition of it. Um, it's a good, it's like, it's a, one of those movies where you kind of have to watch for the time period it came from. Yeah. But I think, what, what is it, 80 something? Um, I think maybe even it was a little outdated. 85. I think it was even like really outdated for the time and that's why it was so controversial when it came out. But it's one of those films that's kind of interesting to look at for that reason, to kind of view through that kind of um, that lens yeah. of why 
something like this is so controversial, but it's it's a movie that has like a huge cult status. Six nine on the on acting is really great. Like Mickey Rourke is his early films. Were just, oh, his early stuff's great. Oh man, so good. Um, Most of his stuff. I, don't, I think he's, he's really good. He's, he's, he's probably probably done. He hasn't done, doesn't stuff. do a lot. He hasn't done much. He doesn't recently. do a lot. Full stop. Yeah. But what he does is yeah. always pretty good. There's one called Barfly. I need to see. Apparently, it's really oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it came one. out on Blu-ray. It's out of print now. I better try and get my hands on that. But yeah, I did enjoy that. But again, um, it's a questionable film where you enjoy it for some reason. As far as some aspects, like the acting, the writing is great, the story is interesting. But then a lot of it's just so controversial and so. You kind of think, I don't, I don't want to like this film, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. Slippery slope, double-edged sword. A um, couple of other things I watched, um, An Officer and a Gentleman I finally got around to, which are Richard Gere and Deborah Winger, kind of romance film. Actually, I thought it's not it surprised me. It was actually very bad. good because I thought it was like going to be like a really flighty sort of romantic film. And I mean, I don't mind that kind of stuff, um, but it was actually like a really dramatic sort of film about this guy mm. going through training um, in the, in the navy, like naval training. Yeah, that's right. Luke yep. Gossett Junior yep. is in it, and he is he's so fantastic. fucking good. He yeah. won the Academy Award for that. Yeah, really right. fucking good. And even like Richard Gere, like Richard Gere is a great actor as well. He's terrific in that. They're all great. I really I enjoyed it. Um, wasn't fantastic in the best movie I've ever seen, but it really surprised me how mm. good that was. Um, Maholland Drive is another one I visit, I've revisited. Not revisited. I visited it for the first time. Good film. It's one I've been putting off for so long. See, I'm surprised that you would like that. No, I didn't mind it. I'm, su- see, I'm surprised you couldn't, you don't enjoy something like Vanilla Sky, but then would enjoy Mulholland Drive. Yeah, don't put him in the same Just category. Same sort, but it is. It's it's, yeah. it's uh, what's his name? Um, the director, uh, uh, David Lynch. Yeah, some of his stuff is just tripe. But that's that's the thing about his movies. I watch them, and I don't know whether I like them or or the length of it's questionable. It's very long. It's a two and a yeah. half hour one. Uh, that's why it took me so yeah, long to two, get to it. Yeah, two and a half hours. It's another one of those movies that's really confusing and there's been like a huge, I guess, sort of conversation around it. How long is it? Like probably a 20-year-old movie now. Uh, yeah, 2001. Yeah, there you go. It's a 20-year-old film. There's yeah. like been conversation around it for years. I mean, I haven't, so I haven't seen it for a long time, yeah. but my, memories, my memory of it was that I actually didn't mind yeah. it. Um, and I thought it was really, really nicely shot, particularly I've, for its time. I've found these David Lynch films. I can't say I'm a huge fan of no, him. No, not at all. But... The movies Aussie, I've Australian? watched. David Lynch? No, no, he's American. Is he? Yeah. Um, but I found that the films of his that I've watched, I go through these weird sort of, and I think it's kind of the reason that his films always start very, uh, I don't want to say the word commercial, but sort of like mainstream. It feels like a normal movie. And that start, starts spiralling into something completely different and then it throws you all these twists and turns, confuses the hell, hell out of you. You don't know what the hell's going on and then kind of at the end you just realise you've kind of gone from this stage where you're like, oh, yeah, I love this movie and then you're like, I fucking hate this movie. I'm so confused. I don't like this. I hate this. Get me out of this. And then by the end it clicks and you're like, fucking hell, I love that. Yeah. So it's like one of those things that just sticks with you. And you just can't stop thinking about it. And that's what the Mulholland Drive is like. Something like Blue Velvet. He did Blue Velvet, mm. um, which are very similar, where you go through these weird... Well, two films I can think of that, that was a bit like that for me were um, Oh Brother, Where Art There, mm. where yeah. you, you've taken on this ride and it's, and it's an enjoyable film, yeah. but some of the meaning of it is lost on you. Yeah. And I remember on that f- both that film and... Um, What's it called? That Nick Cage one? No, 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 no. no. Um, 
Guy Pearce. Oh, Memento. Memento yeah, yeah, was the same. Yes, yeah. Memento, I come away from that thinking, what the hell? I, I, yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. And then it wasn't until on both occasions, that film and Oh Brother, mm-hmm. I was driving to work the following day and it clicked and I thought, yeah. oh, my God, yeah, I get yeah. it now. But like, and realised that I actually really enjoyed yeah, both films. It's like I was going to say Nick Cage adaptation. Yeah, we yeah, stopped yeah. it the yeah. first time and then yeah, someone right. was like, we need to go back and rewatch it. Yep. It's terrific. But it's yeah. that same thing where you're watching it and you like it and then it starts getting really weird and you get confused and you think, I hate this. I have to, this, no, I don't like this. But then once it clicks, you're like, that's fucking brilliant. I'd like, I'd like to know, yeah. anybody listening or watching yeah. whatever, if there are any films like that of your, yeah. that, that you've watched. That'd be interesting. That, that mm. you haven't got really understood until the following day or yeah. you've gone back and watched the end and then it's all clicked and, yeah. and, uh, and yeah. you know, Send me an email, Dave Lee, down, Dave, Dave Lee Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> how are they going to do it if you can't remember it? <laughs> Pod at gmail.com. Um, you can send it through there or just get me on Twitter or Instagram or if you're watching on YouTube in the comments, I'll see everything. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that would be interesting to know. Um, but I li- I really love that. Um, I watched one called it Close Range, which um, had um, Christopher Walken and who's the other guy that was in it? I watched so much. It all started to blend together. Um, I have no idea. Oh, a very young. Yeah, I've seen it. He's very young. Was it Sean Penn? I think a very young Sean Penn. Um, it's like a crime thriller and Christopher Walken is off the charts in this film. It's yeah. I think it would have to be his best performance I've ever seen. He's amazing. Now I have to watch one called King of New York, which I've been told is incredible as well. Chris Penn as well. Oh, is he? Chris oh, Penn. he was too. Chris yeah, yeah. Sean Penn. Yeah, there you go. That was a very Mary, good movie. Mary Stuart Masterton. Again, that's another one that's been reissued by Viavision's imprint label, limited edition, just I come out here. I can't ever remember watching that. Very good. Another like cult thing sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I also watched Dingo, which is an, uh, an Australian film which uh, stars Colin Freels, I want to say, and um, Miles Davis, jazz jazz uh, trumpeter, Miles Davis. Yep. Really brilliant Australian film. Like one of these under-the-radar things. It was directed by... Um, Rolf, Rolf de Heer. Rolf de Heer, really great Australian director. Um, it's kind of just an, a movie that's gone under the radar. I'd never really heard of that, about no, it. Admit to anyone by name Rolf being Australian. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh Rolf, oh lord. No, he's the other Rolf. He's English. They can have him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah, but this film was terrific. Really good. I would watch it again. You'd really like this one. Um, Umbrella has just reissued this as part of their Sunburnt Screens label. It's just so good. It's just yeah. I can't say I watched it. Miles, Miles Davis plays like a um, a, a trumpeter who kind of visits Australia, Outback Australia, and Colin Friels' character when he's a kid gets inspired and he wants to be the best trumpeter ever, basically. And it's a bit like cliche and whatever, a bit sappy, but I thought it was really good, really mm. good film. Uh, so it's available for Umbrella Entertainment as well. And I watched a couple of Clint Eastwood movies. I went wild on Clint Eastwood movies last year. I've got so many of them. And um, I powered through, like I think, like 12 Clint Eastwood movies last year. Got to a point where I was like, that's enough. I have so many more, but that's enough. They all become the same. Yeah. So now I've picked back up on them. I've watched Heartbreak Ridge, which I thought was really good. That's a good film. Like a war film. Yeah. He's like a, um, what do you call it, like a colonel sort of thing. 
like a commander of this troop. He's a uh, gunnery, gunnery sergeant. Gunnery sergeant. He's brought in to sort of, uh, there's this band of, of soldiers who are kind of a bit out of line, so they bring in this gunnery sergeant to kind of knock them on the back of the head and get them to get, get them back in, into whip line. Whip them into shape. Whip them into shape, and he's very, very good in it, like very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, very good movie. Great very action. Good there's not a lot of action. There's only like one little scene that's like full-on like – like war, but it's it's very good. And I watched another one of his called Firefox, which is crap. He's a pilot. Yeah, he's this. One is a, he's a he's fighter a, pilot. He's a spy. That's right. Who, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. a fighter pilot spy who's sent over um, to um, like Russia or something to steal this invisible plane. That's, yeah, that's it's right. It's like any or like yeah. this, like this super not invisible jet. It's like this super powered sort yeah. of. Is it invisible? Hypersonic. Hypersonic. Um, I think it was Russia. Is that where he goes? Um, I'm trying to look at the IMDb where else thing. Is he He's be? sent to the Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, yeah, on a mission to steal a prototype, a prototype jet fighter that can be partially controlled by Neuralink, and it's like a James Bond. Like if you imagine a James Bond film from the 1980s, it's like that, but it's even more ludicrous. Yeah. And it's just terrible. Yeah. And there's this scene, right, where the I scene, the scene where he goes to steal the plane. Um, everyone, they find out he's there. They find out they've been infiltrated by this spy from America, and the spy's here. He's going to come and steal the plane, and everyone's like causing a ruckus. Everyone's like arguing and stuff. And then in the background, he just kind of strolls out. He's put on his big kind of black jet fighter suit and his helmet. He just strolls out and jumps in the plane and flies off. <laughs> just that kind of just stupid, stupid thing. But the last like twenty minutes is fantastic. It's when he's in the plane, he's like jet fight, like like dog fighting dog and stuff. Fighting. So yeah. good. But the rest of it is, and it's like a two and a half hour movie as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do remember it. I, I remember watching it. Thinking really, thinking it was a bit really naff, a bit trash. Yeah. Um. But here's here's some movies that we've watched uh, together recently. Uh, These just kind of highlights off the top of my head. Uh, we watched one called Ready or Not, which is that uh, film with Samara Weaving. It was like that weird um, horror kind of suspense yeah, yeah, thriller yeah. flick. Yep. Where she marries into this family, and the tradition on the That's wedding right. night is that they have to play a game. And it turns out the game is basically they have to try and find her and kill her. The yeah. family tries hunt, to kill hunt her, her hunt her down. Um, it's terrific, really good. We're not huge on horror, enjoyed um, it. or blood enjoyed slasher that. stuff, but that was very fun. And it's it's quirky. It's a horror comedy, so that kind of stuff is easier for us to sort of get into and watch. Yeah, and we've got quite a few that movies, quite a few movies, movies like that that we want to watch that's in the collection, but we're just waiting. Waiting because there is time. somebody in the house that doesn't like watching yeah. that stuff. So. Um, we watched one called The Current War, and that was I, good. That was what was that one again? That was um, um, uh, the war between the two. Oh, yeah, oh, Einstein, Einstein and Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and like a bunch of other people were in it. Um, I thought it was good. It's one of those ones that go, drags on a little bit too long, it's a little bit cliche and stuff, but the performances are good and the movies, it's interesting. Um, and the IMDb rating is about right on that, I reckon. What's that? Six and a half. Yeah, I reckon. It's about yeah. right. Yeah, I'd say. So it's, it's what was Tom watchable. Holland is in it. It wasn't wasn't brilliant. Yeah, but it was really watchable and quite yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Was it? Is it Einstein against Tesla, or is um, Tesla's in it, but he's not warring against Edison. Tesla? Edison. 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 And who did I say? Um, did I get the whole thing wrong? No, no, no. Um, uh, Westinghouse. Westinghouse. Did so I say you, Einstein? Yeah, you got it all yeah, that's wrong. I thought. Got the whole thing Edison, wrong. Edison. George, Edison. And, and, and the more and I think about it, the more I'm like, West, I'm Westinghouse, wrong. Westinghouse, he invented the DC current, I think. Yeah. 
They both um, invented globes, and it was like the first. It's almost like the vaccine thing, isn't it? Everyone's yeah, exactly like trying to right. make a new vaccine and beat yeah. the other one, but they, it was like globes. So I think, <laughs> I think, the more dangerous current of the two is the AC current. Yeah, um, I think, and uh, and Washington invented the DC current. Washington. Uh, Westinghouse <laughs> invent, invent, invented the – oh, he completely fucked yeah. that up. Didn't he? Um, so, yeah, Westinghouse, he he invented the A, DC, I think, DC yeah, current. Yeah, yeah. But Edison's, Edison invented the, um, uh, the, the the method of connection, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 yeah. the bulb connection. Yeah. So the Edison Edison is a is a um, the screwing mm-hmm. screwing bulb, and that's known as the Edison yeah. Edison fitting. And there's that, and then the bayonet. So his fitting was better, yeah. And his uh, his globes his globes yeah. were better, but Westinghouse's yeah. So they combine and riveting, yeah, riveting was a bit. It's about as riveting as it sounds, but it's interesting. It was actually quite interesting it the was, way that, right. the way they kind of played off each other to try and be the one that had the most amount of yeah. globes like sold and stuff. It was very interesting. And of course, Tesla was in there, and yeah, all that Tesla was in there. Yeah. Um, so we also watched Run All Night, which was that one with uh, Liam Neeson. I can't remember the story, but it's Liam Neeson running around all night trying to get back at someone or hunting down somebody. I think his son <laughs> killed his son killed the son of the mob boss, and now the mob boss That's is right. after Liam Neeson. They're like good friends, lifelong friends, and Liam Neeson is literally running all night. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I like Liam Neeson. That's right, because the, the, the mob were hunting down his son. Yeah, yeah, And he was yeah. trying to get ah, the mob right. to yeah, stop yeah. hunting him down. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So he hunted yeah, down the mob. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Classic it, Liam it was, Neeson. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like, but it's like, like high-rung Liam Neeson stuff because it actually is really good. Yeah, uh, exactly. What's his name? It was also in it. Ed, Ed um, Harris. Ed Harris. Yep. Fantastic. He's always good. Uh, so I watched that. We watched The Five Bloods, a Spike Lee joint. That was the one where they were the Vietnam veterans. Um, where they go back to uh, Vietnam to find the gold. Oh, yeah. That the guy that, 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 that made yeah. it hidden. Didn't like it. Oh, it was all right. It was a bit, a bit naff, but... A bit long. Yeah, a bit long. Went bit to naff. Netflix for a reason. Was, yeah, exactly. Uh, but exactly. it's a Spike Lee film. Um, and I think I, I discovered I, I don't really like much in the way of Spike I Lee I don't films. think... Yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of like... I don't know. Maybe we're not the right audience for the Spike Lee films, but um, I think he's good. He does good stuff, um, but I don't think he's really done anything that I really love. Malcolm X. Malcolm X I haven't watched yet. I mean, that's something that goes that's, for three that is, hours. That's really good. It's in my pile over there somewhere that yeah, needs yeah, to be watched. I was no, going to watch that, it. That is really good, Malcolm um, X. He has done so, he does, he's a great filmmaker, but it's just there's not too many of his films that I like, really loved. Another couple that we watched, uh, a couple of submarine movies, Kursk. And Hunter Killer, can't remember which was which. There's a couple of movies set on a submarine. Yeah, Curse. Curse was like an explo- like a submarine disaster. That's right. Um, the, American, the, the Americans had to go yeah. and save the. That was a true story. They got tra- yeah. They got like um, what do you call it? They got trapped, and they had to go and try and save them. And then Hunter Killer was the one with Gary Oldman and. Um, uh, Gerard Butler. I can't even really remember that because I think I fell asleep in it. I think I fell asleep in both of them. Actually, I realised I don't like submarine films. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we watched My Spy, which was that one with uh, David Batista, Dave Batista, where he's like the spy and he's got that, the young girl who's that like his sidekick. 
That was a lot of fun. I just expecting that to be absolute trash. So was I, but it was fun. But it was, it was a lot of fun. Very funny. Good Got action and it's great. Dave Bautista is fantastic. Um, Criminal we watched, which was um, uh, Kevin Costner, and he. What happens? Oh, Ryan Reynolds is in it at the beginning, and he's the spy, and he gets killed, and then they put his memories into Kevin Costner, who's like this prisoner. That's right. And they put yeah, his yeah, memories yeah. into the prisoner. Uh, to try and recover the memories that he's had from the spy thing or whatever. But that was a bit, again, a bit far-fetched, but fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Enjoyable. Enjoyed it. Enjoyable. Uh, we watched one called Wild Life, which was with um, Carrie Mulligan and um, Jake Gyllenhaal, where he goes off to fight the fire. We've only watched those in the last couple of weeks. I still I know. He goes off to fight the fire and there's like him and his wife oh, and yeah, got right. like yeah, a bit yeah. of animosity yeah. and he comes back to the family and... Um, you got the got the young kid there. Very, very dramatic, like overly dramatic movie, mm. like really heavy film. But I thought it was really good. Performances are fantastic and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So I definitely recommend that one. I had to import that from the UK because it wasn't available here on Blu-ray. Um, but very good movie. Same and that was directed uh, by Paul Dano, written and directed by Paul Dano. Some of the young Aussie kid. Yeah. Ed, ben Ed, Oxenbold. Ed, Ed, Ed Oxenbold. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Mm. Um, we watched The Immigrant, which was um, with Mario Cotillard and um, um, oh, yeah, that was, Joker, yeah, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, yeah, that's and good. who was the other guy in that? Jeremy Renner. Very good. Um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that. The, her character kind of comes to New York as an immigrant from um, Eastern Europe, and uh, it's just kind of how she struggles to and how she gets um, – I guess, sort of sucked into prostitution. Yeah, yeah. very heavy Basically, movie. Yeah. yeah, gets um, yeah, the, how she's taken advantage of by these people yeah, who right. pretending I oh, will we'll, we'll save you from your imprisonment on the island, deportation, all, all that, stuff, yeah. and we'll you know give you a good life, and then she ends up getting yes sucked into prostitution and all this horrible stuff, mm. and then uh, um, Jeremy Renner comes along and you know, tries to save her sort of thing. Very heavy movie, yeah, but very, very good. Really good Another film. one they've been putting off for a long time because it sounded a bit, sounded heavy. You've got to be in the mood for that. It also sounded a bit boring, but it was mm. terrific, really good. Uh, you can't go wrong with any of them. They're all fantastic. Um, we also watched um, Conviction, Sam Rockwell, true story where Sam Rockwell, um, he got framed for a murder that he didn't commit and his yes, sister yes, yes, goes yes. to law college to try and get him out of prison, That's basically. Right. True story. Um, I found it was a bit, um, even though it was a true story, it was very uh, predictable. It was very... Incredibly predictable. Yeah, and very... Um, uh, it would seen movies like it before. You've seen yeah, it yeah, over and yeah, over. Yeah. But it was, it was It was good. nothing new. No, but it was fun. But it was enjoyable. I wouldn't say it was, was fun, good. but it was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, Sam Rockwell is always fun. He's my favourite. I love Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell. He's so good. Um, and we've been watching a bunch of Australian movies recently too. Just sort of realised that like, you guys know if you've been watching my videos and stuff that I've been trying to bulk up my Australian film collection and we realise there's a bunch of like newer ones that we haven't watched that is in our collection that we just kind of wanted to get into and kind of get them out of the way. Top End Wedding was one, which was like uh, they decided they want to get married Um he, um, there's the English guy. He's an English guy living in Australia, yep. and he marries uh, an Indigenous lady, and she wants to get married um, at the top end of Australia uh, to get married um, with her culture and, and her, her people. So they go um, to the islands and uh, go to get married up there, but it turns out when they get there, her mother's done a runner, 
and they want to try and find her mother before they get married because yeah. she wants the, yeah. the, the, the mother. You want to do a mother at the wedding? Yeah, the mother has left the father and run off, and yeah. they've got to try and find her to have her. And at she the was wedding. on a she was on a on a uh, don't spoil it. it just on a quest of self discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, the, that was the mother's quest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But very good. And it was it was the whole it was the whole, whole thing of the film. I think they mm. were all on a yeah yeah yeah. Self discovery thing. Twist, quest. Yeah. Good. Each, I enjoyed it. I was enjoyed good. it. I enjoyed it. It wasn't terrific. wasn't, you know, the best film, but it was good. Saw some beautiful scenery. Oh, yeah. About country. That, the top end of Australia is fantastic. I've got to get up there. Yep. See it. Oh. Um, and we I might go by myself four wheel drive and just go. Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Pack as much fuel as you can. I can do that. Yeah. Watch out for those snakes out there. Yeah. The snakes in the back garden. <laughs> well, that's true. Um,. That's not a joke, and, by the way. And, and lizards under the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a big lizard came out under the house the other day, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been a big big, big blue tongue. Yeah. Big blue tongue, and he would have been probably, oh, we really only saw the front part of mm. him, but he would have been probably 400 mil long, I yeah, would think. it's huge. Uh, almost like a snake. I thought it was a snake at first. I just saw the head pop out. I thought, fuck, it's a snake. No, it's a lizard. He's, he's been living here for a little while. Yeah. We've seen him. Well, we I'd seen him a couple of times when you were still overseas. Yeah. Um, the Merger is also another one we watched, an Australian film. It was very surprising how good that was. Australian comedy about this, uh, the merger, oh, the one. football, about the football team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The football team either yep. has to merge with another football team or go bust, essentially. Yeah. So they pull in this um, this co- coach to come in and revitalise the team, basically. It's yeah. very funny. Yeah. It was, wasn't bad. Very funny. Good movie. And I enjoyed it. a Aussie humour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot better than I expected. Um, we're getting on here. We've passed an hour already. Um, but wow. let's talk about kind of newer release ones that we watched, like streaming ones. Soul was on Disney Plus. Loved it. Wow, beautiful film. Fantastic. In fact, Disney reached out to me and they used my quotes in the trailer again, which yeah. was amazing. Yep. They used two of my quotes in one trailer. Really cool. Really cool. The TV spot. Maybe you the only Aussie that watched it. Maybe. Or maybe my <laughs> reviews are just that good. No, yeah, I don't know. But they like that. They said, can we use these quotes? I said, absolutely. Please do. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was on the TV spot, which was awesome. Um, the Midnight Sky was the Netflix film with George Clooney, Giorgio Clooney. Um, and he's, like, out of space. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. even remember what it was about because it was yep. a bit boring. Yep. wasn't great. Uh, he's He was on, a, like, a mission they sent these people on this mission to find alternative fuel or something like that. I think that's wrong. But the mission has to turn back because the mission fails or something and he's the one at the control post who has to, like, help them come back. Oh, no, they when they're coming back to Earth, Earth is, like, in an apocalypse zone now. Something's yeah. happened on Earth. There's been, like, an event. Post, post-apocalyptic yeah. time. So he's there at the outpost waiting for them to come back to tell him you can't come back into Earth. Anyway, I've butchered that, but that was a bit Did boring. A bit. It wasn't great. It was all right. He directed it and whatever else. Um, typical George Clooney film. But it was okay. I like him. Um, and it was it was okay. Um, we watched a couple on Amazon as well. Sound of Metal. That was the one about the drummer, the heavy metal drummer who goes deaf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. it moves to the deaf community to yep. kind of like try and learn, like uh, what do you call it, like kind of come to terms with the fact that he's gone yeah, deaf. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that was terrific. That was good. Really, no, really good film. That. That's an Amazon Prime exclusive. Um, and one called Sylvie's Love, which was that one that had Tessa Thompson in it, set in like the 1960s. It was like the love story and uh, in the record store. He doesn't remember. This was like a week ago. Probably not. Um, 
Tessa Thompson was in it. You got to remember the the record store, and then she becomes like a TV exec. She wants to like oh, yeah, move yeah, up yeah, the yeah, ranks yeah, to become yeah, a TV yeah. executive. That's right. That was fun. Yeah, it was one of those right. just rom coms. It's a very fluffy, very sort of um, you know run of the mill, but it's got a really great message in there, empowerment yeah. and all that and kind of stuff. I thought it was, it was I thought it was quite good. Um, so terrific performances in both there. Who was the who was the male lead in that one? Oh, I can't pronounce his name. There you go. Oh, okay. I I don't. Namdi Asamuga, I think his name is, and I've probably got that really wrong, and I do apologise because terrible yeah, pronouncing names. He was fabulous, very, very good, yeah. um, and she's amazing as well, Tessa Thompson. Um, and then we also watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix, which is the Ch- uh, Chadwick Boseman's final live action role. Yeah, um, and Viola Davis as well. Yeah, powerhouse performances, incredible. I thought the movie was boring. I thought it was boring as Batchelor. I thought to it was so boring. I didn't enjoy it at all. Uh, but that was directed by the same guy who did Fences, which was that one with uh, Viola Davis was in that as well with Denzel Washington, and I thought that was really boring as well. Actually, I don't know if it was directed by the same person, but it was written. It was based on a novel by the same. Uh, sorry, based on a, a stage play by the same guy who wrote the stage play for Fences. Right. Okay. Yeah. George 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 C. Wolf. He directed. Was the director. Right. Um. I just thought it was boring. I think I'm just not in. It was very. It was really stagey. It was almost like they just adapted the stage show directly to the screen. And I don't mm. think. I don't know if that's the kind of thing for me. I don't know if I. I don't know. I prefer to make it a little bit more Hollywood, but that's kind of defeats the point of it. Yeah. Um, but I think it was sort of like performances again, amazing. But I just thought it was a bit boring because it's like watching a stage show. Yeah, that's right. I think. I think a lot of the criticism from the film has said the same thing. Has been it's very stagey, mm. um, but look a good good story and whatever. And was and it Chadwick's last? Chadwick's last, last live action role, terrific. He was amazing in it, and yeah, Viola was, Davis was amazing. She's as always. always good, um, but but yeah, bit, the film was a bit. I just found it a bit there. Yeah, um, television wise, there's been a lot of movies. Uh, we've been watching a lot of movies uh, mostly, so we haven't watched a lot of TV. But we've kind of just got back into watching a little bit of TV. We watch Little Fires Everywhere. Which was, was on Amazon yeah, Prime, but that's a Hulu show. Yep. Uh, Reese with a spoon, um, and um, uh, Kerry Washington. Yep, both fantastic. Yep. Very good, like slow burning thriller where you question you constantly questioning the whole what the, time the, whole, the what's entire going show. On? Who's completely gonna, unpredictable. Who's going to go off tap? Yeah, so good, great show. Loved it. Uh, we watched Homecoming. That was on Amazon and Amazon and Amazon Prime exclusive. Julia Roberts first season. It's a bit boring. Mm-hmm. It's an, uh, it was a th- another thriller. Yep. Sort of mystery. First couple of episodes were really good. Yeah. And it looked like it was going to be really yeah. good, and then it was just more of the just same. Just fell off. And it just fell off. And tapered it, right off. And it's like it was weird because there's a massive like twist right at the end, huge twist. But I predicted it like first episode. You just it, and I didn't realize that was supposed to be the twist. Yeah. I just thought that you were yep. supposed to just assume that that was yeah. what was what what it was. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, yeah. but there's like a big twist, and I'm kind of like, well, this is what I've been thinking the, the whole time. Yeah, Where's the twist? The it's like so like oh, but I thought it was quite good because it's like half of it, most of it is set in the past, and then you have flashback to the future. Um, or sort of the modern day. Yeah, that's right. And the way they kind of um, distinguish between the two is with the aspect ratio. So we've got like a 16-9 yeah, right. yeah, right. or like too, an yeah. anamorphic aspect ratio for the stuff set in the past, and then the stuff set in the modern day is like this really like compressed sort of... Well, four, wasn't even 4-3. It wasn't 4-3. It was like a vertical video almost. Yeah. Um, 
shot, f- shot, shot off phone, like it was yeah, shot off the phone. Yeah, but I had like a really wide lens, yeah. and so I thought that was quite. Um, I thought it was quite good how they did that. Um, I've never quite seen that really done before. And no. then towards the end of the series, again, not spoiling anything really, but the last few episodes are mostly set or completely set in the modern day yeah. or the current day. The aspect ratio just widens up, and then all the modern day stuff was in like. Yeah, 16. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. But yeah. I thought it was really quite ingenious the way they did that. Um, but again, the movie wasn't. No. Well, so no. the show wasn't show that wasn't great. great. Uh, it's, first, as I said, first couple of episodes were yeah. pretty good. So much so that we don't want to go to the second season. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Right. Don't um, we've got. Uh, we also watched the great. We've been watching the Grand Tour and we watched James May, our man in Japan, <laughs> both on Amazon Prime. <laughs> He's so a fun. weird unit, a isn't weird he? weird character, He's yeah. a weird unit, yeah. but I loved it. Love it, love it. So loved we've been enjoying it. those like at the end of an evening. A lot of fun. Um, and like we've had Amazon Prime. I've had Amazon Prime for a month and it expires next week. So I've been trying to watch all this stuff on Amazon before it um, expires. So it's been most of our TV viewing. It's been all of our TV viewing, all Amazon stuff. Um, other than, of course, WandaVision. You're jumping the gun here. Yeah, no. WandaVision we've been watching. We've watched the first three episodes. The fourth one goes out tonight. But by the time people are listening to this, the fourth one's already out there in the wild. Oh, that's tonight. It's yeah, Friday. Friday, yeah. So we've got it's been a public four. holiday a couple of days yeah. ago. So sort of throwing the week out. It feels yeah. like it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. today. Weird. Um, so, yeah. So that's tonight, WandaVision. What have you been thinking about it so far? Oh, um, I've got mixed feelings about it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I I haven't really haven't formed an opinion on it yet. I I don't know whether I'm enjoying it or not. Yeah. I think it's. I think by the time it gets to the end of it, mm. I'll look back and think I'll understand why they've done why it. Yeah. Why they've done it the way they have, yeah. and I'll think, oh, that was actually really good, quite yeah. ingenious. But at the moment, it's like, oh, it wants to get a bit better. I think that I think that I think that's the tough thing with it, this show in particular is that you're getting it so slowly. Yeah, that's every right. Every week, and it's like every week you have to kind of. I'm loving it. I love everything Marvel, really. Um, Vision and and Wanda are two of my favorite characters. Yeah. Like as far as B characters, like side characters go, they're my favorites. Mm. Um, I love them, and I've read a lot of the comics that this is kind of based on, and they're just weird comics where Vision and the Scarlet Witch get married. And they have kids, and it's just such a weird comic run where it's just like suburb- superheroes living in suburbia, sort of thing. Um, and I th- I'm enjoying it. I love, you know, the way it throws back to the old shows and stuff, which I love. I watch all the old 50s, 60s sitcoms yeah, yeah, and yeah. 70s stuff, uh, like Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler yeah. Moore, um, you know, like, like I Love Lucy, all that stuff. I'm loving it, but again, it is that thing where it's like, what, why, why have that? What's the yeah, reason? Yeah, exactly right. And and like all the real camp acting yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. That's yeah, uh, it's it's like, but I know at the end of it, yeah. I'll sit back and think, okay, I get why they've done it mm. the way they have. Yeah. But I just wish they had it released it all at once. Yeah, it would have been a lot. So I'm in the other camp. I love that they release it one week at a time because it gives you something to talk about. Maybe not so much you, yeah, but maybe, my, maybe. like myself and the people in the film community and stuff, and just like getting on Twitter and stuff. And everyone's just talking about it. Yeah. It reminds me of the days where I'd watch Smallville and then, you know, one episode a week and then I'd call up Lockie at the end of the week and be like, oh, my God, it was the best episode. Lex Luthor is yeah. going to be, like, evil next week. But then it takes, like, ten years for Lex Luthor to be evil. But I feel like it's that same sort of communal viewing I really love about it. But it is really frustrating. It's like, I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm the same. So we'll see. Episode four But I'm, I'm hoping, as I said, I haven't really formed a huge opinion on it yet. I just yep. don't know whether it's good or whether it's not. Well, we'll find out. Mm, exactly right. Apparently, apparently the last few episodes is like full out just MCU, like real like oh, traditional okay. MCU. Yeah. Once it gets past this. But, but what I don't get is why it's almost like they're jumping from one timeline to yep. another. It'll make sense. And it's... It'll make yeah. sense. I hope so. They're stuck in some sort of bubble or something, I think. You've got the guy that's come out of the, the porthole and... And, then, and they're only like 20-minute episodes, yeah. like 20, 25 minutes. Make them 40 minutes. I think the, I think the ones at the end of the season are going to be 40-minute shows. Right. But I think they've kept these ones 20 minutes to stay as um, true, to, true to the old sitcoms the old series, as possible. Yeah. I think well, I think it'll make sense. I'm hearing a lot of people saying the same thing as you, like why have they done it like this? Yeah. But I'm there. I trust in Marvel. Trust in the I system. Trust in Marvel. They have not done us wrong so far. Yeah, they, well, that's true. Yeah. The way they've done their movies, it's always trust just the so you know. Um, ben Affleck came out. Ben Affleck's not been the Marvel movie other than Daredevil or that old Daredevil oh. film. Um, but Ben Affleck came out and said, of course, he was Batman in the DC films. He came out and said. Kevin Feige is the best producer in Hollywood. He's a guy yep, running yep. Marvel. Um, he's and he said if what if a if Kevin Feige came to me and said this is going to work, I believe him. He said he's the only producer yeah, in Hollywood yeah, yeah. that I that I would believe him saying yeah this is going to work. So uh, let's trust trust in Marvel. Trust him. Trust um, him. One more just sort of bit of thing to talk about as far as television shows. We've got it. Woohoo! Got it. You got it this time. It's the Deadwood update. Woohoo! Woo. Deadwood update. Yes, I can't believe it's going to be a good yeah, one. Where, 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 well, where for, were we up to last time? Oh, it was season like two. End of season two somewhere. It's going to fall off. So for the new listeners out there, Deadwood update, basically um, we've been trying to get through Deadwood for years For 10 now. years. For probably 10 years, yeah. And we start, we start, we start, we start, we start over again. And this is what, about start, third, third or fourth this time? This is our third go trying to get through Deadwood. Finally, at the end of season, oh, pardon me. Season one was fantastic. Up. We loved, loved yep. season one. Season two started all right, and then it's just fallen off the deep end. And it's gone. I think last update we were about episode eight. I think something like that. Yeah. Um. So the last time you were on the show was episode fourteen, which was December seven. Yep. The December seven episode. Uh, so ha- it was like two months ago, and we didn't hadn't watched one. No, we'd watched. That- uh, we'd watched one Deadwood. Right, okay. We'd watch one that week. It's at the point where we're not enjoying it that much and we're getting through like one episode a week or two episodes a week. All right, so, so how si- many? So since, what was that? December? Since December so 7, which is like two months. Yep, so since December 7, we've watched absolutely nothing. None. No Deadwood. Just can't get back can't into do it. it. We knew this would happen. We get, no, no, we will though. We'll we will get it. into it. This week, we have to this finish week it, yeah. we'll finish season two. All right. <laughs> we'll come back this week. It's like, no, we didn't finish season two. That's the problem. You stop and then you can't get back into it. Yeah, it just became really boring. And so I can understand. Uh, I can, after, after, having watched the first season, you think, yeah. oh, I did this fantastic. Why did they cancel after three yeah. seasons? Makes well, sense. Well, you can see why. Makes sense, yeah. So we've got two, maybe two episodes left yeah. of season two and yeah. then season, season three, three. And then we're going to try and get through the movie. Oh, yeah, there's a movie as well. Yeah. Gee. Apparently <clears> the movie's not great. No, well, it can't be any worse than season <laughs> well, two. Well, people who love the series were like, yeah, the movie's not great. So we'll see. Maybe we'll like the, the movie then. Well, maybe. Um, I did want to do this earlier in the show. We've been talking for an hour and a half. Uh, we'll have to catch um, up on it. It's been, 
Lots you know. to catch up on. Um, my good friends over at Madman Entertainment have sent me a couple of DVDs. Uh, they're brand new release titles that I'm going to give away in a prize pack. Uh, one is Jiu-Jitsu, which stars, uh, it's got a cast including uh, Nicolas Cage and Frank Grillo, Juju Chan, Tony Jaa and Alain Moussi is in there as well. It's like a martial arts kind of film. Um, and there's also one here called Savage, which is a Kiwi film. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is every six years an ancient order of Jiu-Jitsu fighters joins forces to battle a, a, a vicious race of alien invaders. There's a bit of a sci-fi as well. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. Savage stars Jake Ryan. It's inspired by the true stories of New Zealand's street gangs. Across 30 years, Savage follows Danny at three defining moments in his life as he grows from a boy into the violent enforcer of a gang. Apparently terrific, terrific film. Oh, if it's um, anything, anything like some of the other... Like Once Were Warriors, Once were warriors. or that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. love that. So I've got these two. They're going to be given away in a prize pack. To enter this one, you've got to head to my YouTube channel and find my most recent Blu-ray update video. That's going to be the January 2021. Uh, so go to the comments of that and let me know. I want to know either, what's your favourite Nick Cage flick? Um, even better, tell me your favourite, like, B... Like, D-grade Nick Cage straight-to-DVD flick. Um, <laughs> or let me know what your favourite uh, Kiwi film is, a film out of New Zealand that you Once really enjoyed. Oh, boy. Boy. Oh, yeah, terrific. Love Taika Hunt Waititi, boy. boy. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Um, what was the other one that Taika did? The other Kiwi film, oh, uh, the, the, the what we did in the shadow, what we do in the, the shadows, shadows yeah. the vampires, so yeah. good, yeah, anything. But yeah, just let me know your favorite film out of New Zealand or your favorite D grade Nick Cage. They were there straight going, to DVD. They to what Australia? Australia? Oh yeah, Australian subscribers only. I should say, I've, I have to stress that these are going to Australian subscribers only. The ones I'm holding my, if you're watching the video, the ones I'm holding my hand right now, these are the actual ones you're going to win. So I'll be sending them out. So enter away. I'm going to have that open for like a week. So Feb 8th, we'll close that off, and then I'll draw a winner randomly. Awesome. And I'll be in touch. So, yeah, Aussie entrance only. Well, I'm looking Get forward to it. that uh, Kiwi one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I should be getting the Blu-rays of both of them. I'll be reviewing them. So... There's a lot of news to get into, and we've only got half an hour of the show left. Ooh. Do we push a two-and-a-half-hour show today? I don't know. Is that too much? We'll just go. Just go and see where we, oh, see where we land. There's a lot of stuff. We can probably get through a lot of this very quickly. Um, there's, not been a, like, there's not been a whole lot of news, but there's been just kind of a few bits and pieces that have been happening that I just kind of wanted to talk about a bit. There's been more movie delays. Oh, surprise, surprise. I felt like like 80% of our news last year was just, oh, this movie's delay, delayed delay, again. Delay. Um, so essentially the crux of it is um, James Bond, 25, No Time to Die, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Quiet Place 2 and Peter Rabbit 2 have all been pushed into late 2020. Some are suggesting that they uh, – sorry, late 2021 they've been pushed into – some are suggesting just hold James Bond off until 2022 and cash in on the 60th anniversary of the franchise. Doctor No came out uh, mm. 1962, um, so cash in on the 60th anniversary. Maybe they will. Yeah. Um, pushed, well, all this is new to me, so... I'll... Yeah. Uh, pushed into 2022 is Morbius, which one of the Spider-Verse films got Jared Leto in there who's playing Morbius the Vampire. Mm-hmm. vampire. Um, and Uncharted, which is that one with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, which oh, is based yeah, on yep. that video game. So they've been pushed yep. into 2022. Now, all the eyes are on the other studios in Hollywood, particularly Disney, to see what they're going to do with their slate. Disney's got 
coming out this year, Black Widow, The Eternals, Cruella, Luca, Jungle Cruise, Death on the Nile, Free Guys, uh, Spielberg's West Side Story remake, and Encanto, um, as, along with a bunch of other things as well. This is just kind of the highlights there. People are asking, what's going to happen? Are they going to keep pushing them off? Are they going to dump these on Disney Plus? Or are they going to give it like a, a split release? So Raya and the Last Dragon is coming out in March. They're going to give that a split release where that's going to cinemas, but it's also available on Disney Plus on the exact same day. I bet you've got to pay the extra $30. Like what you did with Mulan, the premiere access, you pay 30 bucks, you yep. get Mulan, but this time they're offering it in cinemas as well because that was the big controversy. Everyone was like, I don't mind paying the $30, but I'd prefer to have the option to go and see it in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. And that's why everyone got really annoyed. I don't want to pay $30 if you haven't given me the option yep. to do that, right? Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what Disney do- does. I personally think they're going to keep pushing all of the big ones like Black Widow and uh, Jungle Cruise even, Death on the Nile, Spielberg's West Side Story. These are probably all going to just keep getting pushed and pushed. Stuff like Cruella, um, maybe even Luca and Canto, which are two uh, animated films, I feel like they're probably going to get the Disney Plus treatment, whether that's like Raya where it gets the split treatment or it's like Soul where they give it to you for free. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I feel like Disney is like the big stuff like Black Widow, The Eternals, Jungle Cruise, they want on the big screen and they want to make big, you know, oh, cinematic I would events. Jungle Cruise, particularly. Um, they'll yeah. Well, they've been pushing. Jungle Cruise is supposed to come out in like 2019. And they pushed that. That was, that was like a. It was supposed to come out in December. It was going to be a Christmas film. But they decided, no, we're going to hold off and we're going to make it a big summer blockbuster. Obviously, uh, um, very. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, they know it's going to do well. Yeah, they're very confident in the film, so they decide let's open, let's do it like a 2020 big summer release. 2020 didn't really have a summer, no, no. <laughs> so they pushed it off again. I just feel like they're going to keep pushing that one. That's The Rock. It's Emily Blunt. It's like a big action adventure in like the vein of Pirates of the Caribbean, like a real pulpy kind of action adventure. Please don't really see it coming out in summer <sighs> this year in no, the US, could you? I don't think so. Why they're tracking with their COVID and stuff? That's sad. I want to see this. This is like the movie I'm most excited about outside of the Marvel stuff. Uh, But as far as the Marvel stuff goes, Black Widow, The Eternals, um, as far as uh, what I I understand is that Marvel really wants to keep putting these films off uh, to differentiate them between the other Disney Plus stuff. So like WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they kind of want the big movies, uh, particularly now where we're at the beginning of the Marvel TV universe. Um, they want them to be differentiated, so Black Widow doesn't just get buried as a TV film, mm. essentially. So it's going to be interesting to see what Disney does. And there's other studios. Um, people are watching these other tent poles closely, which is Mission Impossible Seven, Top Gun Two, Fast and Furious Nine. These are the big um, tent pole blockbusters, which are from other studios that are probably going to get delayed again, more than likely. Top Gun again. Yeah. Danny's not going to be happy. No. Our mate Danny, he is not going to be happy. He's a big Top Gun fan. Mission Impossible 7, I'm dying to see that. So there you go. We'll see what happens with those movies. Um, A really big sort of thing that's come out of this, and of course Warner Brothers has, has chosen the split strategy for all of their releases in 2021, um, so they're doing HBO Max and cinemas, same day, every single movie. They jumped the gun. They said, you know what, sick of putting stuff off. We're sick of going, oh, this movie will go in cinemas. This one will go on HBO Max. They've gone, fuck it. 
Let's put everything on HBO Max and in cinemas same day. So their entire mm. film slate is no longer in flux. Dying it's all dope. set, right? So HBO Max has done this. We've talked about this in the past. I had a great long conversation with Austin Burke and Chris Parker from 3C Films um, about this, um, the second last episode of last season. Um, essentially, Warner Brothers did this without telling any of the filmmakers, any of the casts, any of, you know, whatever, um, other than Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman 1984, they were told that their film was being put on streaming and they were given like like $10 million payouts for like, oh, here we oh, go. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll give you like this much money, however much it was. I think it was 10 mil. And they said, here's like, it was like, this is the money that we think you would have earned off back ends if the film went into cinemas. Um, but none of the other films got that treatment. So a lot of the filmmakers mm. and stars and stuff were very disappointed, um, very annoyed, as you can understand, um, because not only are their films getting dumped on streaming, they're not getting the back money end, that they would have made. They're not getting the back, back ends that they should have made that Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins were given. One filmmaker who was very unhappy is Warner Brothers' golden boy, Christopher Nolan. Oh, really Very, awesome. very unhappy. Um, he's had a 20-year relationship with the studio. His films have grossed $4 billion for them. Wasn't he? We sat next to... Yeah, we sat next to, him sat next to Warner Brothers. We did a Warner Brothers tour and yeah. sat next to him in the... Uh, commissary. The commissary. Him and his brother, Jonathan having Nolan. That's they were right. just having lunch at the next table. That wasn't long after they did... Was it Batman? I think it was or? like in the middle. I think they had just done The Dark Knight. Oh, so okay. it was between The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. So they were probably having a conversation about... The film on the line. Yeah, well, we're just sitting there. It was great. Uh, but, yeah, so essentially all of his major blockbusters have been done with Warner Brothers. The exceptions are The Prestige, which was a co-production between Warner Brothers and Disney's Touchstone, and Interstellar, which was uh, a co-production between Warner Brothers and Paramount. Um, and then he's done stuff like um, like his earlier films, like Memento, that was down outside yep. the studio system and whatever. But his big blockbusters have been done with Warner Brothers. It's not a contract. He wasn't on a contract, like exclusivity or anything like that. It's just like a relationship. They have this good relationship where he will come, he'll pitch a film to them and essentially they'll just, just yeah, green light it. Because yeah. Chris Vanoli's going to bring in the bank, he's going to make a really bloody good film. Um, they give him huge budgets too, without question. Dark Knight Rises, $250 million budget. Tenet had a $205 million budget. Dunkirk and Interstellar had around 150 to $160 million. Warner Brothers give him creative control and final cut of all of his pictures, which is very rare in Hollywood. Mm. So he's like, final say, whatever he wants is is it, is the word. Because they know it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, now, Nolan pushed Warner Brothers to release Tenet into cinemas at the height of the biggest pandemic the world has seen for 100 years, and the movie absolutely flopped. Um so uh, that's that. So that's kind of like a, kind of I guess maybe led to a bit of animosity. Maybe I don't know. Um, but uh, uh, Nolan came out when they announced that um, uh, that they were dumping his next film. Oh no, sorry, you no. Know, the Tenet thing was before. So Tenet, he was happy that Tenet didn't get put to streaming. But he's really pissed off with the way that Warner Brothers has gone around the system and screwed over everyone else. Right. Um, so he's previously come out and said, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Oh, <laughs> Warner oh, Brothers oh, had an incredible machine for getting a filmmaker's work out there, 
both in theatres and in the home, and they are dismantling it as we speak. They don't even understand what they're doing. Their decision makes no economic sense, and even the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. He was later quoted as calling it a mess. The whole thing is a mess, and he was also said to be angry, angry at the whole thing. Now, the Wall Street Journal has come out a couple of weeks ago while we've been on a break and has reported that Nolan will be taking his next film elsewhere. Oh, my God. Wow. What do you think he'll do? That's a fair slap for him, isn't it? So he's now preparing to part, apparently, allegedly preparing to part ways with Warner Brothers over what they're doing. Where will he take it? Well, he could go to any of the studios. Paramount, Universal, Disney. Um, I, I think the only caveat would be that he doesn't want his stuff to go to streaming. So he wouldn't sell. Yeah, he wouldn't imagine him selling to Netflix or Amazon, even though they'll be coming out going, okay, take all this money, take oh, it all. The God, interesting Godfather, Godfather offer. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, they've been paying big bucks lately to acquire films. Yeah. The interesting thing is though, Netflix is has just started a side thing called like Netflix theatrical or Netflix film or something where they're producing movies that are designed for theatrical release. So they don't go to Netflix and theatres. They have like a full theatrical run and then we'll probably wind up on Netflix at the back end. So maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. Could do something like that if they give him that kind of option where, yeah, well, because what Netflix does is they put films in cinemas for like a really sort of maybe like a week, maybe two weeks, whatever the um, the Academy Award or the Academy who does the Oscars they have this um, stipulation that to be eligible for uh, award nomination, your film has to have played in cinemas for a certain amount of time, whether it's 14 days or whatever it is. Um, so Netflix will put their movies in for that required amount of time and then dump it on the service. But what they're now talking about doing is actually making movies that have their full theatrical run and then we'll probably wind up on Netflix after that as well. Yeah. And the first movie they're doing with that model, I think, is one called Spirit Something. is a DreamWorks animated film about the horse. Um, so I don't know, but I don't know if he'll want to go to Netflix or if he does go to Disney, he has to be very careful about them wanting to dump his film Stream at Disney+. It. Plus. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that would probably be a contract thing where he'd say, nope, that's not happening. Mm. Um, I imagine he is such an influential filmmaker and he's such a, a force in the industry. Um, this is a guy that does gets away with stuff that other people don't get away with. He still shoots on film. He shoots his films on the IMAX format, IMAX film. He shoots any way he wants to film, and the studio yeah. just lets him. He's, he guy's got incredible influence um, because everyone knows he's got an incredible brain and he knows how to make a great film, and every move that he makes is going to pay off. Um, I think he's rich enough. He's got enough money that he can make a film outside the studio system on his own and then sell it off at the end. Yeah, maybe. He's probably got a lot of people around him that will be willing to invest in his projects. He's not going to have to put all these – he's not going to have to do a Francis Ford Coppola and mortgage his house mm. to finish a film. But I feel like he could – he's probably got enough swing, he's got enough cash to go, let's make a big blockbuster outside the studio system and sell it off to the highest bidder. That's yeah, what maybe. I feel like. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe. And I feel like maybe maybe he's going to have some trust issues to kind of want to pair with another studio. You would a bit, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Particularly if someone like Warner's done that to Yeah. It's crazy. Mm, so that's the big, it's going to be interesting to see what but happens. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to see him take it to Universal, though. I wouldn't be surprised either. I think that's probably the next logical because, step, I'd say. Because, you know, they're a huge competitor of Warner Brothers. Yeah. That would be a real smack in Warner yeah, Brothers' Yeah, I think face. so. I think if you 
Warner's is the powerhouse, like no doubt. But if you take Disney out of the equation, yeah. But as far as like longevity and the breadth of their content output, Warner Brothers um, wins. Yeah, yeah, like a hundred percent. Like you go back to the nineteen twenties, yeah. Warner Brothers pushing out great stuff, the great gangster films of the forties, and um, like even some like horror stuff and and, and stuff they did, um, like early stuff and just big blockbusters, big powerhouse, like top of the top of the line. Yep. The next one down is Universal. Yeah. Because again, they get, they have that history where they had those classic so if you see, horror if you, films. Yeah, and if you see if you see bloody if you see not someone like Nolan take it to Universal, who else is going to go? Yeah, well, exactly right. Who else is going to walk from Warner and go to Universal? Yeah, because if they, if they, if they see someone like Nolan, yeah, go across, they're going to think, oh, work for him. Yeah. Mm, definitely, let's do it too. I think so. Let's screw let's screw Warner Brothers. Oh, jeez, it's tough. But yeah, Universal. You know they've got that output. They've oh, got the Hitchcock you'd films. Have to be they've a got flying the wall in those meetings, oh, wouldn't you? Yeah, I know. Oh, jeez, good tough. would that be? But I think that would be it. I think if you take Disney out of the equation, which I think he would be, maybe I think he'd be hesitant to go to Disney. Um, so I think, yeah, I think Universal is the next sort the, of. The, well, the reason he go he would go to Disney is because of the the largeness the prestige, of the company, yeah. right? Um, and if he can get it done in his own terms, mm, yeah. He will probably make a lot more money out of it going, oh, sure. going to yeah, Disney, but if he wants to make a stand mm. and give Warner's a slap, yeah. he'll go to Universal. Universal for sure. But they spent the see them. That's the interesting thing is that you've had he's worked with Disney before when they did the Prestige. I believe Disney um, were preparing to make the Prestige and then decided to cancel the production. But Warner Brothers came at the last minute and said, "We'll buy the film off you," and then Disney went. Uh, we'll co-produce it and we'll get distribution in one territory, you get distribution in the yeah. other territory. And then I think a similar thing happened with Interstellar with Paramount. So does he go to Disney and Paramount, who he has worked with before, and he has a relationship with, he probably has some sort of relationship with. Yeah, maybe. Paramount's probably another, Paramount's maybe another rung down from Universal. You probably go Warner Brothers, Universal, Paramount, out of like the original... Yeah, yeah, studios. Yeah. MGM's probably up the top there yeah. as well, but they're not really – they're sort of defunct sort of thing. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'd like to see him take the Universal. I think like. Universal is, I think, a really good home for him. And, and the fallout from that would be yeah. fantastic uh, to watch. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, oh, uh, yeah. Imagine having Spielberg and Nolan under the one oh, roof, yeah, exactly you know. Right. Um, so there you go. So it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on, or we'll, of course, keep you updated on that. A funny story about uh, someone else out of the film industry, Tom Cruise. We love a good <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise story. Uh, we love good trash rag stories. Every now and then we pull out a good trash rag. This one's come from The Star again. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, the sun. the sun. I feel like we're always talking about The Sun. This is most likely bullshit, but it's too fun to pass up. Good chance coming from that. Yeah. So Tom Outlet. Cruise, according to The Sun has bought a pair of COVID enforcer robots for the Mission Impossible set following his blow-up just before Christmas where he just went off tap. Um, Simon Boyle of the Sun in his Boyle's Bazaar column says, I can reveal the Hollywood legend has bought two state-of-the-art robots to patrol the set of Mission Impossible 7 when filming review uh, resumes this week. He has paid huge sums for the gadgets, which can also administer on-the-spot tests to staff. Oh, Jesus Christ. A source told them Tom is so serious about making sure the shoot isn't shut down that he's splashed out on these robots as he can't be everywhere to ensure people are behaving themselves. The robots are really sophisticated and rather intimidating. It's like the Terminator, only not as violent. (laughs) Um, In addition, so this is also an addition, apparently. 
to well, we know for sure that he spent five hundred thousand pounds on the ships on a crew on the cruise ships for his cast and crew to isolate in during the shoot. He's been very very cautious about COVID, which you love to see. Yep, exactly. Very right. great. It's fantastic. And very to see. responsible. Yep. Um, but as far as his robots go. <laughs> Oh, I reckon it's bullshit. It has to be short. <laughs> it has to be bullshit. I'm pretty sure I read something else where someone else came out and was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just a bit far-fetched to mine. It has to be. But you want it to be so true. I know. And it's it just fits, doesn't it? Tom Cruise, like out of everyone you would oh, imagine, oh, Tom exactly Cruise. right. Give me, oh, we're going to buy those robots. I could Give just, me robots. I could, you could just see him too, Yeah, couldn't you? Yeah. I got these robots Some here, so be careful, guys. Robots, robots, will be coming in. And he's going, yeah, I love it, I love it, I want them. <laughs> yep. Geez. So anyway, but I mean, oh, it's oh, that's probably a load of bullshit. Shit. But there you go, Tom Cruise. It's good to it's good to imagine. We it's nice. want it to be true. I want it to be true. I'll be blissfully just sort of believing it, just because I love it. Now he's a big one. Disney Star is launching this month. February twenty three is launching in Australia, New Zealand, UK. Hang on, this month or next month? This month, February. Hang on. Depends. Are you a Patreon? Oh, if you're a Patreon, it's next <laughs> it's month. Next <laughs> if you're a yeah, general listener, it's next month. It's you're this thinking, month. what the hell is this? Next month. Silly old bastard talking Right. About so if you're a Patreon, it's next month. If you're a regular listener, it's this month, February. Right. On yep. February 23rd. So going to open in a bunch of territories, countries outside of the USA. USA doesn't get star. Um, now, essentially, this so is So they like, get some other some other. They've got Hulu. Oh, right. This is essentially That's international right. Hulu. Now this is it's called Disney Plus Star or Disney Star. Yep. Um, and Hulu is Disney's other streaming platform that has houses a lot of like the old Fox stuff, a lot of original television, it's like a more mature thing. So it's like TV, MA, R-rated stuff. So less family-oriented stuff. Yeah. Than you couldn't put on Disney Plus. So over there they have it separate. But really, the only reason it's separate over there is that. I think it's Comcast still owns 33% of Hulu. Now, the only reason Disney owns the majority of Hulu is because they, Fox and Comcast, all had a stake in Hulu. Um, and when Disney bought out Fox, they now have the majority share. Didn't <clears throat> Comcast was still around, to be honest. Yeah, still around, still kicking, still huge. Oh. I think it was Comcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the deal with that. So Hulu stays separate over there. But... Internationally, this Disney Plus star is going to be integrated into Disney Plus. So it's not a separate service. You don't buy an extra service to have on the side. It's integrated into Disney Plus. You've got no choice whether you have it or you don't have it. Right. It's going straight it's into Disney Plus. It. It's part of it. Oh, that's right. Um, which is pretty good. And yeah. um, along with this, on the launch on Feb 23, we're going to get four originals. So it's going to be home to like original content as well, which awesome. is essentially going to be the Hulu stuff. Right. Hulu originals in the US will be star originals yeah. internationally. Yep. Yep. So we're going to get on launch, we're going to get four originals, 447 catalogue films, Ooh, geez. Uh, and 155 catalogue TV shows. These are all from, again, as I said, the Fox back catalogue, Touchstone, Hollywood Pictures, which are both Disney uh, banners, the Disney like sort of, Banners that they set up to make more adult films in the 80s and 90s. Um, and uh, Nat Geo, Nat, Nat National Geographic, some of yeah. their stuff's going to go on there. And Hulu, back catalogue as well, is going to go on there. So as I said, essentially it's the international Hulu. Have, um, have they, sorry, have they announced what what titles? Yeah, the, I've got a, I got a press release of everything. Oh, God. I'll read some of them out in a moment. Wow. Um, but a lot of these titles actually aren't on Disney Plus or even Hulu overseas. 
So a lot of the mm. American consumers are getting a little bit annoyed because everyone <laughs> internationally is getting like four, like essentially 600 new titles to their Disney+. Plus. Disney, Disney says in their um, press release that they sent out to me yesterday, Star brings with it a fresh and ever-growing world of TV series, movies, and originals to, cons- uh, to customers, practically doubling the amount of content available on Disney+. Plus. Um, to keep Disney Plus suitable for audiences of all ages and maintain the Disney Plus experience parents expect, new parental controls will also launch, uh, which will include the ability to set limits on access to content for specific profiles based on content classifications and the ability to add a pin to lock profiles with access to mature content, which I think is fantastic. Disney's finally found their way around the system. Give us what we want, which is the adult stuff that you own, which is fucking hundreds of movies from Touchstone. Yeah. And like you talk about stuff like what I said before, The Rock, Armageddon, Gone in 60 Seconds. Give it to us. People have been saying, give it, give it, give it. And finally they've gone, you know what? We finally found a way. We're going to have like these parental controls. You can have it. It's a separate section and kids aren't going to stumble across, um, you know, Armageddon or The Rock, yeah. you know, you know, Nick Cage going around shooting a bunch of people in the head with a machine gun. Um, so here is just a selection of highlights that are going to be going on Disney Plus Star when it launches internationally. Um, originals is Love, Victor. Uh, this is like a spin-off to the film Love. Um, what was the film called? Love, Simon. Oh, it's yeah, a film yeah, Love, yeah. Simon. Yep, yep. Um, they're doing the, the spin-off series called Love, it Victor. Film, Great film. Initially, they were going to be doing. Uh, this was going to be a Disney Plus show, but they pulled it from Disney Plus and said it was going to go to Hulu. Um, so now it's going to be a star thing. So with that, it's probably going to go to Hulu overseas. There's another one called Big Sky, Hellstrom, Solar Opposites. Don't know anything about those, but they're all going to be originals that are dropping on Star first day. Um, now here's some highlights of the films that are going to be going on Disney Plus Star. I'm not rattling off, you know, all almost 600 titles of stuff here. Look at that. No, but I'm going to, these are some of the highlights. We'll be here till next week. Yeah, exactly right. We're already on two hours. Um, this is the, these are the highlights that I found anyway that I could pull out. <clears throat> Bear with me. The entire Alien Predator, Die Hard, and Planet of the Apes franchises, Braveheart, Titanic, Armageddon, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, finally on Disney+. Plus. 127 hours, 25th hour, 28 days and weeks later, 500 days of summer, 9 to 5, Air Force One, Armageddon, Black Swan, my favourite movie, uh, Behind Enemy Lines, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, oh, love Cinderella it. Man, Crazy Heart, Dark Water, Dead Poet Society, Edward Scissorhands, Deadpool 1 and 2, Adds to the Marvel collection there. Face Off, Father of the Bride 1 and 2, one of my favourites. Great. The, uh, the Favourite, The Fly, the 1986 version with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that's uh, crap, but French, it's good. Crap, but great, yes. <laughs> French Connection 1 and 2, From Hell, Gone in 60 Seconds, Good Morning Vietnam, Gross Point Blank, The Help, Hidden Figures, High Fidelity, Independence Day, Jingle All the Way, Jojo Rabbit, Judge Dredd, Juno, King Arthur, Kingsman 1 and 2, Little Miss Sunshine, The Martian, Moulin Rouge, Murder on the Orient Express, Office Space, uh, Patton, Pearl Harbor, Pretty Woman, The Proposal, Revenge of the Nerds 2. First one's not there. Uh, that might be pushing a bit too much for Disney, I think, the first one. Sure. Romy and Michelle, uh, Romancing the Stone, but not Jewel of the Nile for some reason. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate, Sixth Sense, Snake Eyes, Starship Trooper, Sweet Home Alabama, Taken 1, 2, and 3. There's something about Mary, as we were speaking about before. Great film. Tombstone. Oh, amazing. Kurt Russell film. Good. Yeah, we watched that not long ago. Brilliant. Walk the Line, Wall Street, Working Girl, and a bunch of Wes Anderson films, including Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Great film. Uh, Darjeeling Limited, Royal Tenenbaums, good and film. Rushmore. All good films. That's just highlights. 
That's magnificent. Yeah. Some great stuff. There. Now, we own pretty much all of these uh, on yeah, disc. Probably not many we don't have. But this is a fucking fantastic selection of stuff. Yeah, it's great. This is a terrific selection of films they're putting out there. And to bulk up your Disney Plus, amazing. Some catalogue TV highlights. I haven't d- put down as much because not as much TV, but you've got 24, the original series and all the spin-off series are going on mm. and the revival ones. Eight Simple Rules, according to Jim, Angel, Blackish and Grownish, Bob's Burgers, Bones, Brothers and Sisters, Castle, Family Guy, but only season 18, Cleveland oh. Show, I think maybe seasons 1 to 17 are probably tied up with another streamer, maybe. Yeah, probably. That's probably the, what's happened there. Cleveland Show, Cougar Town, Desperate Housewives, Felicity, Fresh Off the Boat, Genius, Glee, Grey's Anatomy, Homeland, Firefly, Hill Street Blues, Last Man Standing, Lie to Me, Life in Pieces, MASH Finale, uh, just only the finale of MASH, <laughs> Good Night and Good Luck, whatever well, that was waste called. Waste of time. Don't know why the rest of it's not there. Uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, My Name is Earl, New Girl, Prison Break, Rosewood, Scandal, Sleepy Hollow, Ugly Betty, and The X-Files. A lot of stuff. Got some good stuff there. Brothers and sisters, that are the whole... The whole lot of it. You can finally finish it. Yeah. So go. I don't think I've got the last season, maybe? You, I think you've missed a bunch of it. It went for years. Yeah, I, I reckon you only saw three no, no, seasons. No, no, saw more than that. I I'm looking. You've only got three seasons up there. I reckon... Oh, oh really? you've got four. You've yeah. got four. I reckon it went for at least seven. I don't know. Oh, that's not interesting. How long did Brothers brothers and Sisters go? I on? think I have it in the press release, but it's not open here. But anyway, that's the highlight. So you're getting a lot of stuff. Again, as they said, this essentially doubles the Disney Plus offering. Um, but there's a kicker. Again, I've said there's no option not to have star five seasons. So you only yeah, missed one season. There you yeah, go. I didn't think I missed much. Oh, there you go. I stand corrected. Um, so, so anyway. We got a bit naff towards the end, didn't we? Yeah, I, d- I only watched one season and I was like, that's enough. Um, so, like I said, you've doubled the output of Disney Plus. But there is a kicker. Oh, what's the kicker? As I said, you've you pay, got. Pay more? Well, you've got no option not to have it. You have to have, have it. You have to have it. You have to have yeah. it. It's inbuilt. It's not a separate service. You can't choose to have Disney Plus with so they'll Star. Pay, they'll Disney charge Plus, double Star. the amount, will they? It's not double, but you are paying more. Oh. Uh, so it's $11.99 per month instead of $8.99 per month. So it's two bucks up a month. Three three bucks. Three bucks up a month, yeah. You're never good at math. No, I'm terrible. Or it's 119 annually instead of 89 uh, – sorry, 119.99 annually as opposed to 89.99 annually. So an extra 30 bucks. Yeah. But you've doubled your content. What do you think? What do you reckon, Carl? Mm, uh, the... I think it's probably a bit much. Yeah, I reckon if uh, make it make it ten ninety nine a month, yeah. two an extra two bucks, and that's pretty pretty fair. What's Netflix? Netflix is like twelve bucks oh, now, isn't it? Was fact, that more fourteen dollars? I reckon. I think, I think that's just gone up too. Yeah, it has gone up again. I think it's like fourteen or fifteen dollars now. I think we were. I think we were paying. We were paying thirteen ninety nine. Now it's fifteen ninety nine. Mm, something think. like that. I think it's fine to charge you extra because you've doubled your content. You're essentially getting two streaming yeah, services look, I, in one. I suppose if you're going to be using it a bit, yeah, yeah, I suppose three bucks is not bad. But give the consumer a choice. Yeah, yeah, good point. Give people the option whether they want Disney Plus, just Disney Plus. There might be families out there who've only got it for the kids and they just they just want it to be a babysitter for the kids. They don't care about anything else. Yeah. They just want Disney Plus. And now they're being charged an extra like 30 bucks a year to have this extra service they might not want. It's a bit like, it's a bit like what Foxtel did a while ago. 
years mm. ago when they used to have the Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah. And you could choose whether you had that or not. Yeah. And then they made it part of a package uh-huh. and you had to have it if yeah. you wanted this other stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, I think I think the price is justified because you're getting like two streaming services for the price of one. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and if you break that down, it's twelve dollars a month. You're paying six bucks for Disney Plus. You're paying six bucks for Star. I suppose just when when I look at when you look at you know it was how much it's jumped. eighty nine eighty nine bucks for a year and it's gone up to one hundred and twenty. Yeah. Well, that might just tip some people yeah, over I and go, so. nah, I'm not paying. But see, that's thirty that's, bucks. That's why I'm saying here, give the give the consumer choice exactly to have right. it or not have it. Exactly right. There's there's obviously a way to just lock it and not have it unlocked or have it locked for certain customers. Yeah. It's like pay-per-view on Foxtel. If you want to go to one of the nudie channels, one of the adult channels, you can't view it unless it's unlocked. Do they still have them? Don't know. I don't know if they still they used they to have, have They used to have it where you would go on there, it would be there, and um, you would have like um, Netflix, $15.99, yeah. $16 yeah, bucks used, now. It used to be $13.99. Yeah, it's gone up this month. And as of December, yeah. it went up in December to fifteen ninety nine. From thirteen ninety nine, so, so that's more up, expensive than this. So it went up to, and yeah. this this is probably this Disney is probably offering you more than what Netflix offers oh, you now. There's no doubt. Netflix has got some great original yeah. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're getting stripped of all like the big films now by all the studios who got their own streaming services. Yeah, that's the problem. Exactly, exactly right. So why yeah. are they jacking their price up again? Netflix. That's a whole other COVID tax. Well, yeah, there you go again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, they're trying to cover their ass because they've just lost all the films. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. Oh man, keep doing that; they'll lose consumers yeah. too. But yeah, I think I think the pricing is justified if you're going to use both services and you want it and you're willing to use them and you're going to yeah. watch all the old like Fox films and stuff. Um, but if you don't want it, I think it's a bit unfair to to you should have you should have you the choice. should have the consumer yeah. choice. Yeah, it's a good. Point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, if you yeah, have Disney yeah, you Plus with Star or you don't, like I was saying, those adult channels. On those primitive old Foxtel boxes, we're able to lock those channels out. That's with a right. Code. Exactly right. I'm sure. And we're going back 25 yeah. years ago. And I'm sure a modern day streaming service in the year 2021 yeah. can have a function to lock that to customers who aren't. Pa- There's a function on there to lock it from the children. Yeah. There'll be a function to yeah. lock it from consumers if you exactly, haven't paid for exactly it. Exactly right. And if you go to click on it to watch it, it goes, sorry, you haven't paid for well, this. Well, it's, it's, it's just it's like Foxtel. Foxtel, you've got different packages and you can yeah. add them on or yeah, take yeah, yeah. them well, off. Yeah, exactly right. So all you got to do is, you know, send them an email or mm. or phone them up and say, oh, can I have the movie package? Yeah. And they go, yeah, not a problem. They they flick a couple of buttons and that's yeah, it. Your exactly movies, right. movies are on almost yep. straight away. So why can't they do it mm-hmm. with that as well? Well, I'm sure there's a way. Of course they can. Of course they can. Of course they can. Um, like I said, fantastic. There's a lot of great stuff there. Like if we didn't have all these movies on Blu-ray, I'd be so excited. But I'm so excited for all those people out there who don't own all these movies. And a lot of this stuff hasn't been on streaming for a long time, so it's fantastic. Like Moulin Rouge has been a title that people have been mm. demanding to be on streaming yeah. service for years and never has. Finally got the chance. So you can have Titanic on there and just so many great classics. Um, it's fantastic. I think it's amazing. I don't mind. I'm not. I'm not going to use Star. I'm not going to use it. Well, well for the, except for the we, originals. We probably own everything. Well, that's what I mean. Anyway. It's, well, it's the same with Disney Plus. We don't watch the films on there. We watch the yeah. original stuff. That's what I buy it for. Uh, so we'll we'll use Star for the originals and 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 whatever else, and I'll review them and stuff. Um, so I don't mind paying the extra every month, um, every year, thirty bucks extra a year. It is a lot. It but there's a lot. A lot of, there's a lot of people who live on a budget. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. And that's, you're right. Make it a choice. If you can yeah, afford to have it, have it. If you can't afford, just don't, yeah. allow it to, don't pay mm. for it. You know, I remember, you remember years ago that we used to, we used to go and hire 
our videos on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and that was and that was purely and simply because we were on a budget. Yeah, and our entertain we couldn't afford to go to the movies or anything like that. Yeah, so we had to we had to we budgeted budgeted the money, and on a Friday night we'd go and we'd hide a couple couple of new films and and five weeklies. Yeah, and that was our entertainment for the week, apart from free to air TV. I yeah. don't even know if we had Foxtel or anything at the time. I don't know. I can't remember. I think we did at one point. We had Foxtel on and off for a bit. Yeah. I remember. Um, so that was, you know, so the, and, there's, and there's people there out there that they're going to go, you know what, that extra $30 a year, I can't afford that. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Make it a choice. I think it should be a choice. Uh, but anyway, it's exciting and a lot of people are going to be very, very, very excited about that. Um, I briefly want to touch on this. Um, HBO Max, um, obviously Disney Plus have all their big blockbuster Marvel shows and stuff coming on. Um, it's been talked about in the trades and stuff for for like a, a few weeks, maybe a couple of months now, that the streamers are really heading towards wanting to prioritize like blockbuster franchise movies and TV series to kind of, I guess, compete now with what Disney's doing and yeah. Warner Brothers doing. Warner Brothers coming out, they're doing like a, a Suicide Squad series with the, with the Peacemaker. They're doing a couple of Batman series going to spin out of the new films. We've got a new Game of Thrones series coming out there. Um, it's going to be a lot of like franchise stuff, franchise stuff as opposed to like boutique or sort of press, what they call prestige titles, yeah. just new scripted dramas and stuff. Yep. So there's going to be a lot of franchise shit coming out now. Um, Warner Brothers apparently got a live-action Harry Potter series headed for development. Do we need it? I don't think so. I mind you, I, I haven't seen the whole, all the Harry I Potter. I don't. Films. I don't know. I don't think we need it. It's apparently going to be expanding the world of H, of Harry Potter, which remains a top priority for HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Uh, who, along with creator J.K. Rowling, control control the rights to the property. This is what the Hollywood Reporter says. Harry Potter is one of Warner's most valuable pieces of IP. Um, so are they obviously going to want to make this their big franchise, one of their big franchise shows. J.K. Rowling has been in a lot of controversy recently. A lot of the Harry Potter fandom has kind of walked away or turned their back on J.K. Um, as The Hollywood Reporter says, uh, she'd sparked backlash from the trans community after saying that transgender individuals should be defined by their biological sex. Uh, very controversial. She's been saying a lot of controversial stuff on media, on social media and has put a damper on, like, the Fantastic Beasts franchise and stuff, which, by the way, are shit films. Um, first one was okay. Second one was dreadful. I don't want more Harry Potter. No. I don't need it. There are probably people out there that do want it. I'm sure there are. Your, one of your school friends, from Danny. Yeah. She'll, yeah, uh, she loved it. She loved Lots it. She'll, Della loves she'll it. love it. Yeah. Um, I've got another friend, really good friend, uh, uh, Brendan, who uh, is um, a huge Harry Potter fan but has kind of turned his back a little bit because of what J.K. Rowling's been, yeah. been saying and stuff. Uh, and I uh, I know there's a lot of fans that are going to be like that too. So I feel like it's one of those fandoms now that's a bit divided. So it's going to be interesting to see how many people actually want this mm. and how many people don't want it. It's a bit Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they've got to be careful with it and how yeah. much they push this franchise now. It's oh. going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't know if it's going to focus on the main characters, which is going to be like an expansion of the universe like Fantastic Beasts. Who knows? It could be good. Could be great. Could be great. Could be. I like Harry Potter. I enjoy the movies. 
Um, I feel like I don't need it, but I'm sure there's probably a lot of people out there who do really do really want it. Yeah, I'm not fast. You're not fast either nah. way. Um, we'll briefly, briefly touch on this before we kind of get on, like start start wrapping it up. Um, uh, Australian cinema is obviously reopening because of um, COVID and everything's kind of really sort of over for now. Um, they're saying we've eradicated it, whatever. So everything's open, as we said at the beginning of the show. Australian cinemas are open, like back back open. Um, there's been a massive marketing kick behind releasing local films to get audiences back into the cinema. So Screen Australia is behind this, like our big government board, funding board mm-hmm. behind yep, making yep. films and stuff. Um, they, uh, they're releasing a film called Penguin Bloom, one called High Ground and one called Firestarter. Um, this is kind of over the summer. They're releasing these stag- uh, stagnant over the summer um, to get people back into cinemas with some good Aussie content for for summer. Um, the first film that they pushed out was one called The Dry. This stars Eric Banner. You've probably seen it advertised all over. We haven't seen it yet. Apparently a terrific film. Really? Apparently absolutely terrific. I haven't seen him do much for he a long time. He hasn't done anything for ages. He, I think he's like some sort of semi-retired or... He's just picky with the um, the stuff he takes on. Uh, apparently a very, very, very good movie. What's the rating there? 7-7. Seven, 7-7, seven. Seven, seven, yeah. Um, they reckon, it'll get, a fr- they reckon it'll get a sequel. Filminc.com.au uh, reported, following its opening weekend, The Dry reached an impressive, uh, impressive $3.2 million and for the second weekend in a row was number one at the local box office, overtaking competition from blockbuster Wonder Woman 1984 and family animation The Crude's A New Age. The film has grossed... The ten, has crossed the $10 million mark this week as audiences return to cinemas around the country. Country. Yeah. Yeah. How That's is that? Good. Yeah. And I'm sure I read, I didn't copy and paste it into here, but it's one of, one of the biggest openings of an Australian film of all time. Oh, really? One of. It's not like at the top, yeah, but it is, yeah. is one of them. Uh, Minister for Communications. There's been too many good ones. There's been some, but There's but, been some, but compared to how many bad ones there are, yeah, exactly right. Uh, Minister for Communi- get this. Minister for Communications, Cybersecurity, and the Arts. <laughs> That's a portfolio, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? This is how much our government oh, just doesn't God. give a shit about the arts. They've given it to the guy behind communications and cybersecurity. Right? Minister for Communications, Cyber sorry, Cyber Safety, same thing, and the arts. The Honourable Paul Fletcher MP said, The success of the dry shows that the interest in local content is stronger than ever before. We look forward to supporting more local screen jobs and celebrating Australian stories during the recovery from COVID nineteen and beyond. So there you go. That's a nice little uh, diamond in the rough there. That little story. Oh, I want to see that. That's nice to hear Australian cinema doing well as well. That's got a good premise too. Like, yeah. Oh, you can want to see it. Where can I see it? It's open in cinemas <laughs> right now. Oh, is it? We can go and see it in the cinema. Oh. Yep, there you go. Haven't been back yet. We've been too, well, I say busy, but I actually have been a little busy last mm. week or so. I've been getting back into work slowly. Um, actually, full speed this last couple of weeks. I'm back into it. Yep. But, yeah, it looks really good. We aren't going to the cinemas next week, though. To see yeah, uh, right. the little things with Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. That's a Warner Brothers film being distributed here by Universal, who were the new distributors of Warner Films in Australia after Warner's split with Village Roadshow. Um, so I'm very excited to check that one out and yeah. review it. 
Um, so, yeah, that's some good Aussie films coming out for the rest of the summer. Go and check them out. Penguin awesome. Bloom, I believe, is out now, and it's on Netflix in America. So if you're in America, it's got Naomi Watts. It's got a magpie named Penguin. Um, it's a true story, and uh, apparently that's quite good too. So there you go. And, and High Ground is apparently amazing. It's really got six, good. It's got a six, Penguin six. Bloom, yeah. Nice little family film. Um, I want, we were going to take a look at a few trailers that have just come out, but I feel like we're really pushing it now. So mm. I think we'll skip over them. I was just going to say Godzilla v. Kong is coming out. It's huge. Everyone's been going on about it online. Everyone's been debating. Godzilla, who's going to win, Godzilla or Kong? What would you say, who you reckon? Godzilla. I would say Kong. Oh, I'll say Godzilla. I'll say Kong. I love Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll, I'm saying Godzilla. we'll knock that in for whenever the film Not, comes out, yeah. which is very soon. I'm going Kong. He's apparently grown like three times since the last movie. Oh, has he? He's huge, oh, like a giant. Different then. He's the same size as Godzilla now. So anyway, that movie looks... Does Godzilla breathe fire? I think so. I don't know. There's also Mecha Godzilla is mm. going to be in this one. There's the robot one. So anyway, we were going to look at the trailer and sort of like react to what we thought about it, but we've seen the other movies and I think it's going to be about the same. Yeah, we'll look at it next week. Um, Ryan and the Last Dragon did a trailer this week as well. It looks really great. It's the new Disney animated film. I did a breakdown uh, of the trailer on my YouTube if you want to go and check that one out. doesn't sound like my sort of thing. Um, I think you might enjoy it. It's like an action-adventure, like animated thing. Dragons. Oh, yeah, you don't really like (laughs) fantasy stuff. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what you think about that. I'm keen to know your thoughts. We'll take a look at that maybe mm. next week. And uh, Disney Plus dropped the trailer for Mighty Ducks Game Changers today. Mm. It's a new series. It's got um, Emilio Estevez back as Coach Gordon Bombay. <laughs> does it, does it? Yeah. And <laughs> Lauren the Graham. the first thing he's done since the last Oh, jeez, I don't know what he's been in. Uh, that's out Friday 20... Pardon me, Friday 26th of March. That one is out. Um, there's been a Space Jam. They haven't released a Space Jam trailer yet. They released 1.7 seconds of footage, which I did a breakdown video on and got like 30,000 views. That's nuts. <laughs> People love Space Jam, man. I will pump out as many Space Jam videos as I can. Uh, yeah, I broke down 1.7 seconds of footage in like a six-minute video. It's a lot of fun. I love doing that one. And 30,000 views is quite good. Um, look, let's do some subscriber questions because they're really, really, really pushing the runtime now. We'll get yeah, through a few exactly. of these and we'll get, like trying to maybe speed round this and uh, get the show over because I am really – two hours is okay, but I really feel uh, cautious about pushing it even further. Exactly right. All right, so let's go. All right, first question. Samuel Williams, what yes. are your favourite movies and who are your favourite directors? Well, I feel like I get this a lot, but I've included this because there's a lot of new listeners out there. I okay. like, want to get to yep. know me a little yep. bit more. Some of my favourite movies of all time include um, some of these behind us, like Casablanca. I love Star Wars, the original Star Wars, 1977, one of my favourite films of all time. The Wizard of Oz uh, is probably my favourite, like number one favourite movie of all time. Stuff like Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, um, Pulp Fiction, The Shining, movies like that. I just love. Um, Black Swan is my favorite film of the last ten years. Favorite directors, I would have to. I'd have to say Steven Spielberg is number one for me. He's just made so many like just nostalgic films, and now going back as an adult and almost thirty year old man, going back to watch these Spielberg films, I just, I'd love them. Yeah, and it's like going back and revisiting his films. I've realized how much I've loved his films and how much his films have shaped. My love of cinema over the years. Mm. Um, like I go to uni- when I went to university, the the lecturers there hated Spielberg. It was like, no, you don't like Spielberg movies because it's just too, you know, um, blockbusters and all this. Too not, not prestige, too commercial. Yeah. So you kind of follow what your lecturers do. 
and tell you what you're not allowed to like. I, I, I don't feel like I was like that where I would always, I like what I want to like, but there are a lot of people who would get turned off. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of people who don't like Spielberg because of people like that in the industry. Yep. But going back to these films, I just love them. So he's my favourite director, but then you go back to like Frank Capra um, and uh, John Ford, classic directors, Alfred Hitchcock, and then... John Chris, Favreau probably. John Favreau, I love like Iron Man and stuff yep. and um, uh, Elf. And um, I really liked his Lion King. I know it's a, a like a it's no, hard to no, say yeah. because a lot of people don't like it out there. Uh, controversial, to say I should say. Um, probably uh, I was going to say Quentin Tarantino as well, and Taika Waititi. Taika's fantastic. It's so much Taika. so much for a speed round. But there you go. What about you? Yeah, Fav- you favorite? Give your favorite movie. Maybe your favorite director. Favorite uh, favorite movie would be oh god. There's there's three. Uh-huh. Um, Apocalypse Now. Oh yeah, this one. Love Apocalypse too. Now. Yep. Um, Amadeus, yep, brilliant. one of my all-time favourite films, yep. and Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah, that's one of mine as well. Great. So those three there. Yeah. Baz um, Luhrmann's a favourite filmmaker of mine, actually, as well. Yeah. Yep. Director, I don't really have a favourite director. But Tyker, mm. I love Tyker. You like Quentin Tarantino? Just about, just about anything he does. You'll watch anything Tarantino I'll watch anything Tarantino. Clint Eastwood, yeah, The only like thing films? I haven't watched of his is um, Kill Bill. Yeah, I've I haven't seen them either. I saw the first one, didn't watch the second. Oh, I haven't watched the Death Proof, Death Proof yeah, film right. either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've watch them. So, yeah, probably yeah, probably Tyker and... And Tarantino, um, some of the old Hitchcock stuff I enjoy. Mm. So yes, there's a few. Yeah, there. there you go. All right, next one. Let's uh, speed it. Let's speed it. Mayor May- May- Cordero yep. and Ethan Kaufman. Two people asked the same question. Yeah. Oh, uh, did they? Okay. Yep. Have you ever wanted to do content other than reviews? And have you? Yes, all the yes. time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yep. It's funny. It's funny because I have different people who obviously follow me for different content, and they only watch that content, and then don't pay much attention to the other stuff. So it's like my cartoon evolution videos for the new listeners. They're like documentaries I make about cartoon characters. Uh, a lot of people, most people come and they watch that and they don't know I do reviews and stuff like that. People who are there just for the reviews don't know I do any of the other stuff, which yeah. is funny. But I do a whole breadth of stuff. So, I used to do some vlogging and stuff like that I used to do well. vlogging and stuff. I do Blu-ray. I like to support physical media Blu-ray and halls particularly and the, the local industry and stuff. Yep. So I always do those Blu-ray hauls exactly. and stuff as well. So there's a lot of with the content. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so if you haven't seen... Yeah. Content other than what you've just get on the channel. Yeah, have a look around. Have a bit of a snoop. Yeah. Uh, BCNA Sanderson. Yep. How many cartoon evolution videos have you planned for this year? Oh, I've got the standard amount, which is 11 evolution videos this year. Didn't really do one just January. I don't do one no. January because there's crap pay. So yeah. there's 11 a year. Actually, last it. year there was 12 because I did one. And did you, need a break. you need a break at some point. I need a break, yeah. No. So I've got to take that break off for January. Yeah. And I'm not going to put so like heaps of work into a video that just gets buried and doesn't perform well. Um, mm. So that's the January one. Yeah, but uh, this year evolution video is going to be a bit different. Uh, I'm not going to announce too much, but they're not – all going to be cartoon characters this year. We're going to no, that's right. push it a little bit more this year. and just Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> well, certain yeah. things don't get Yeah, there's one further. I want to really do, but it relies on a certain movie coming out and it keeps getting pushed back, so we'll see. And a couple of the couple of patrons know what they are. Yeah, the patrons know. Yeah, the patrons some, a couple know. Of them do. Patrons know my whole slate for the year. How mm, good is that? If you want to... Three of them? Yeah, three. Uh, only, three only three of them. The three, three that joined me for the live chat, the Patreon yes. exclusive live chat. They all know my entire. About that. Yeah, it's great. Nathan Fo- Nathan Fontine. Yeah, Fontine Fontine. Fontine. I've, Fontine. I've always assumed it's Fontine. 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 Sorry, Nathan. Oh, apologies. Um, He's a long time follower. Yeah. What's a fran- What's a franchise or filmography you'd like to see covered in a Tashin archives book? Now, the Tashin books are those massive ones, those extra yeah, yeah, extra large ones. Like the Star, we've got the Star Wars on yeah. the Disney ones. I'd love to see like a in depth like thing on bloody Back to the Future. 
Nothing's oh, really been done yeah. about it. I think it'd be amazing. Jeez, that'd be good. How good would that be? I would yeah, write would, it. I will be... write it. Tashin, I will write it for you. Oh, they'll hold you to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be fantastic. Mm, cool. Okay, Pamela Mays. Or anything like Spielberg, like like a like a book on Spielberg films. That'd be great. Oh. Yep. Uh, Pamela Mays, do you do you, do you think Disney will continue to release new movies on Disney Plus? Also, what's your opinion on Disney films being released via premium streaming? Uh, I'm sure that Disney uh, that many Disney Plus subscribers are unable to afford the thirty dollar price mm. tag at this time. Yeah, well, we kind of we kind of went over this a little bit, I suppose. Um, I think, yeah, I think I think what she is saying is, do you think Disney will like dump new release films on Disney Plus ones that are supposed to be going to cinemas as opposed to exclusive Disney Plus movies, TV films? I think, yeah, there will be a few, particularly like maybe Cruella and stuff like that. Maybe some of the animated ones. I think they'll wind up on Disney Plus. Um, instead of cinemas or maybe with a split release. Um, and what was the second part of the question? What's your uh, opinion, opinion on, on films that were released via premium streaming? Um, I think it's fine, um, but I do think, again, there's that op- people should have the option to see it either on the streamer or in cinemas. Yep. I, don't have, I don't have a problem with them putting a price on the premium release because you're going to go to cinema and pay that price. Anyway. Yep. I know it's a whole can of worms we've talked about yep. in the past. Yep. I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Uh, Big Sully. Yep. 2001, uh, what is a cartoon that you'll never get sick of watching? Simpsons. Absolutely. I'm re-watching it all at the moment as I'm working. I've got on a second screen family over here. Family Guy. Family Guy as well, yeah. Oh, family Guy. Yeah. Never get enough of that. Tesno Pesno. Tesno Pesno. What a great is. name, Tesno Pesno. Yeah. What a great name, buddy. Yeah. Um, is it possible that The Simpsons became kind of lame because it needed to fit Disney's kid-friendly zone before they'll actually buy Fox? What Disney in, what what Disney interested in was oh, so <laughs> we've been on too long. Yeah, too was long. Disney interested in The Simpsons before the actual transaction? I'd say no because the because <gasps> The Simpsons have been lame for like fifteen years now plus. Uh, you you said like, that forever, like I think from about 16, 15, it yeah, just went season, down. Season 10. Was, was it like, where they had um, writing, uh, change of writers no, it was or something? was around season 10. Like season 8, 9, they lost a lot of writers and they got new team on. And I think the series is really fantastic up until season 10. Like that was the height. Season 11 and 12 I liked, but I feel like maybe because I was still a kid at the time and mm. it was just I was enjoying the new apps. 13, 14, 15 is where it really started diving off the deep end and it's been just dreadful since then. So I don't think any kind of shift in The Simpsons coincided with Disney um, buying um, buying Fox. Um, as for was Disney interested in The Simpsons, I would say absolutely. I would say that's one of the one of the factors of them buying Fox. Mm. Like one of many, many factors was that they get The Simpsons and they really pushed The Simpsons hard when Disney Plus first launched. Like oh, all right. 30 seasons of The Simpsons on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, but it's intra- It's funny that I realise now, I've said this for a few years as well, there's more bad episodes of The Simpsons than good, ones. good ones. So it's no longer a good show. The Simpsons was is a bad show that was good at the beginning. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. There's people out there that will disagree with you. I agree. That's, and that's fine. Uh, that's fine. They're meant to. Uh, Mr. Josh. I mean, it's any- still on. People are obviously still watching it. Oh, exactly right. Yeah. 
Mr. Josh, any tips on organising or making space for blue rose? It's a tough thing. We're always going through it. Um, just reorganise how you can. We have got the IKEA cabinets. What are they? The Billy. The Billy cabinets. Yep. Um, we only just realised last year that you can double layer your discs in there. Yep. So they will fit two layers of the disc. It's not preferable. I know a lot of people think it's sacrilege to cover up a bunch of films, but if you don't have the space. That's your best option, and that has doubled our space out there, and we've got heaps of space for movies now because I doubled everything up. Thank Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's about the only thing, really. Yeah. And um, the tip but, you can do. Yeah, but the, the IKEA, the IKEA Billy yeah. um, are perfect yeah. for Blue Rose. Yeah. Perfect. Um, any chance of getting – oh, sorry, Charlie – sorry, Charlie. Charlie Palmer. Yeah. Any chance of getting some more DVD Blu-ray collection videos such as documentaries? Mm-hmm. You tease them in old videos occasionally, and I wonder what happened to that series. Um, that series doesn't really perform that well, DVD Blu-ray collection. I do one a month, which does fairly well because I do – I'm more focused now on talking about new releases that are coming out and new new stuff that I've picked up as opposed to going over my old collection. And going back over my old collection doesn't really tend to perform that well. So I kind of stopped doing that. Um, as far as documentaries, I don't know if there'd be like much views in that. or I don't know, maybe one day. Um, but really, I'm just focusing on like one a month, which is focusing on new release titles um, yeah. and stuff that I've recently picked up, mm. more so than anything else. Uh, Johnny Marrero. Yep. Uh, what new Nickelodeon revivals and mm. or spin-offs, spin-offs mm. content would you want to see for Paramount Plus with the Viacom's uh, uh, with the Viacom's investors yep. call happening in February? Ah, okay. So Viacom's obviously got a investor call, which is where they'll announce a bunch of new yep. stuff to investors. Yep. Um, I would say my favourite Nickelodeon shows, ones I grew up with, Rugrats. Uh, that's already getting a revival. Um, ah, Real Monsters, Hey Arnold, Rocco's Modern Life. Hey Arnold, Rocco's Modern Life recently had a revival. They did like two tally movies for them. They weren't great. So I said if they, I would say if they revive them, do it properly, do like a really good series. Uh, but I think Rocco's Modern Life and Hey Arnold particularly I think would do really well. Maybe like a Nickelodeon universe, bring all the characters together. Oh, I think cool. it would be bloody great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, AP Steve- quick ones, yep. AP <laughs> Stevens, how would you, how would you reboot the X-Men in the MCU. Oh, it's tough. I think the easiest way for them is they're going to just pull them through a portal from another dimension. We're doing the whole multiverse thing. I think that's probably what going to do. Dr. Strange, Strange will fix that for them. We'll pull them through. Or I think there's um, one theory coming out of WandaVision is that Wanda will create mutants. Um, so in there's a, like a comic run where Wanda wants to wipe out all the mutants on the planet. They think they're going to like do a, what's it called? Where they like flip it. Um, subvert the expectations, uh, subvert the plot, yep. and she's going to make, create mutants, and then that's how we get the X-Men. Cool. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, last one. Uh, yep. Rena, Rena Rogue 2345 and uh, Animaniacs Girl 93. Yep. What is your favourite episode of the Animaniacs? I love the, I love the pilot episode. It's like the the history of the Animaniacs, and um, it sort of shows how they were created, like in the 20s or the 40s or whatever it was, and... You've got the 1940s, it was, and you've got the old Warner Brothers animators in there as characters. You see them animating them, and you've got like bugs. But I think that's so much fun. You see them in, interacting with like like Tex Avery and um, or like Chuck Jones and and all those guys. Like a really mm. cool episode. I think it's great. It's like the whole premise behind that show hinges on that first episode, which is absolutely terrific. Yeah, cool. Let's just oh what. I was going to say, there was just one thing before we go on to mention. What's that? Was, you, we didn't, didn't really mention it in the, in the opener. Yeah. Was um, uh, 
during the break you did a live stream. Yeah. Right, you did a live stream. Yep. That was really good. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was a couple it was just over an hour, wasn't it? Yeah, I did an hour. Just a quick hour. An hour, hour 15. But after that, you had mm-hmm. a um, patron exclusive hangout. Patron exclusive hangout. Yeah. Um, and that, you were on there for what, nearly two hours? It was two or three hours. We were on there for, on ages, that for. Yeah. And there was only the three guys three involved people in joined. that. Yeah. And um, they, I think they got a bit out of it. And you got a lot out of it too. Yeah. Which was good. Mm. Um, so keep your eyes out. Keep yeah. your eyes open. More of those will happen. Um. And if you're a Patreon, you'll get to uh, get invited yeah. to them and yeah. and drop in and have one-on-one chats and everything. It's, well, I, it's good fun. I had, well, I had like 40-odd patrons or 30-something-odd patrons, um, and three showed up for the live chat. Yeah. They invited everyone. Everyone could, could come along, but three turned up, which I was very, very appreciative of. And it was awesome. I just talked to them about getting feedback and stuff yep. and then just having a random like, general chat and all that stuff. And yep. it's one thing I really want to push this year is community outreach and just kind of building external factors outside of YouTube and the podcast and really doing some stuff with the patron mm. and ways that I can involve patron supporters out there or uh, viewers and listeners who want to jump on and have a chat on a, on a live chat um, and um, give some feedback and all that kind of stuff. But just a lot of things I want, I want to get people involved in, but I'll be doing lots of them. Yeah. And um, what I also want to do is get patrons involved in the podcast as well. Yeah, that's right. I was going to just about mention yeah. that. So that'll be great <clears throat> to, to have a, you know, maybe two or three every yeah. now and then, have a couple of yeah. Patreons on the podcast yeah. and via Zoom or yeah. whatever other service mm-hmm. you use. I think that'll be pretty good. Yeah. That'll be a good, good way to... So if you want to be involved in all that kind of stuff, hit me up on Patreon. That's right. I think I haven't fully decided yet, but I think I'm going to start doing proper tiering on yeah, not just, prof- just not profiteering, profit, <laughs> profit <laughs> not profiteering, proper tiering. Because my, <laughs> currently my tier system is like you pay whatever, and um, every amount you get exactly the same. But I feel like for the higher tiers now, I actually want those people to get a little bit more out of it, which is going to be stuff like being more involved in yeah, that's other right. things like that. Um, um, and, and in fact, out of that discussion, there's been a couple of things come out yeah. that um, you know Dave will sort of look at mm. sort of Absolutely. doing this year and implementing yeah. and stuff like that as well. It's exciting. So that was really that was really uh, very really very good. helpful. It's very good. Um, and thank you to all the guys who showed up for that. Uh, we had Blake on there. We had James. And we had Jeff. That's right. Jeff yeah. B. Yeah. He's been there for yeah, – actually, all these guys have been on there for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, you got Blake and Jeff from the very beginning. Yeah, that's and right. And James yep. very early on as well too. Yep. Uh, so it was wonderful to finally like meet all those guys, like uh, the Zoom chat and all that. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to get involved in that kind of stuff, jump on the Patreon. So we're hoping to do probably what, one of those a month yeah, or yeah. every couple or maybe yeah. every two months or something like what that. What we're also talking about doing, watch parties. Yes, well. that's like right. Watch parties with uh, – like, and, yeah. and that'll be for Patreons as yeah. well. But whether they whether they'll be part of a tiered sort of yeah. system or not, not we'll too sure yet. But we will. I think I I do want uh, um like um opportunities like that for the lower tiers as well because yeah, I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah, you know yeah. some people may only be able to. You know, well, is that exactly right? Yeah. So I remember maybe watch parties or something could be open yeah, to everybody, so, but yeah. discussions will be open to yeah. a certain tier yeah. and above. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But that's we'll something you got to nut it out anyway. Yeah. yeah. But for just, now, sorry, I just thought I'd mention that. No, yeah, that's good. I was going to mention it. I forgot to put it in there, but there we go. Oh, I'm exhausted. This is the longest show I've ever done, I promise. I'm going to have a nap after this. I promise this is the last, well, not last ever, but they're not always two and a half hour long shows. I've been off for five weeks. There's been a lot of stuff to catch up on and talk about. 
Um, so thanks for sticking in there. I know a lot of people kind of listen to these over numerous car over, trips yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Um, I'm always, I'm kind of always really worried about making them too long. But the vast majority of the feedback is make them as long as you want. Just don't make them forced and feel like you've got to cut them off at a certain point. Uh, so we went to two and a half hours today, but that's not the norm. It's usually one and a half to two hours long. Um, that is all the time we have uh, for today, though. Of course, podcasts go out every single Monday on uh, all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. The visual element also goes out on YouTube at the same time, but it goes to patrons. Patron support is two days earlier. If you want to support me on Patreon, head to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. You can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, over on Twitter, Instagram as well. Links in the description of every podcast you can click through and you'll be there. Uh, if you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. Um, uh, what was, yeah, if you've got anything to tell me, just, just write in. Um, if you are listening on podcasting platforms, please leave a review. Good ones. Only good Only ones. Only good ones. Because we'll delete the bad ones. Can't yeah, delete them. Can't delete them. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But maybe I would. Um, but it, it does help if you leave a review and a rating. Um, again, head to my to uh, my YouTube to enter the competition sponsored by Madman Entertainment here in Australia. You win a copy of Jiu Jitsu and Savage. They're for Australian, Australian only, Australian only, um, and that's that's enforced by the. That is enforced by the distributor. The distributor I, can't, I can't send out of the out of the country distribution agreements and stuff like that. Um, I I don't really have anything huge coming up this week on the channel. Um, I have been doing a lot of work. I have produced. A lot of content over this over the last couple of weeks. Um, I have got like two film preview videos coming out. I've got the animated film preview 2021. I think that's next week. The Disney preview 2021 will be the the week after. They're done and dusted, although they are pending any kind of delays that are happening in the next two weeks. So I might have to make a quick. I've done two edits to those already because of these delays. Uh, but they'll be out uh, over the next couple of weeks. I've also done my next three Pixar ranking videos, but I don't think the first of those will be up until March, so just keep an eye out for them. Uh, they're done. They're just going to give me a bit of, of breathing space over the next few months to be able to focus on other stuff and not feel overloaded, which I think is good. I feel like I'm ahead of the game. Well, you're going to have to. You've got a big um, evolution coming up. I've got a huge evolution coming up in March. I'm not going to tell you what it is. The patrons know. Um, but this month, as, as far as ca- uh, cartoon evolutions go, I'm going to have, I'm going to reveal it right now. I don't think it's been announced yet anywhere else, but uh, other than patrons, I'm going to be doing Tom and Jerry's Spike and Tyke. Uh, the two bulldogs, the side characters. A lot of people have been requesting it over the years. The Tom and Jerry movie is coming out, so it's the best time to do it. That's going to be the that's going to be a Cartoon Evolution short. I'm working on that right now, and that will launch towards the end of the month. Um, as far as this week, again, there's not going to be any big videos this week. Maybe just some cartoon news here and there, but that's going to be about it. Um, next week is really when we're going to start kicking into the big content once again. Um, I have just launched a bunch of cartoon news. I uh, put up the Horace uh, Horse Collar and Clarabelle Cow. Voice Evolutions, Disney Voice Evolutions. You can check them out. Ones people have been bugging me to do for ages. Sorry, they're up. You can check them out. Uh, But that's about it. Uh, Other than that, thanks for listening or thanks for watching out there. Thank you to old mate Rick for joining me. Thank you, Dave. Um, I don't know what's still with the show next week. I don't know if I've got anything special planned or anything, but we'll find out. If I'm here, I'm here. We'll leave it a special. Thank you for joining me again and we'll uh, take care, guys. Take it easy.